Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. Congresswoman Gabbard, you took issue with Senator Harris confronting Vice President Biden. You called it a, quote, false accusation that Joe Biden is a racist. She put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. There is no excuse for that. And the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor, you owe them an apology. Fucking own bitch! This is going to sound immodest, but I'm obviously a top-tier candidate, and especially when people are at zero or one percent or whatever she might be at. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330. You are fake news. <laughs> Very fake news. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. I agree with that. Skag 3, whoever he is. Get your Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Best of luck for the 19th. Your friends say they know you won't quit and will finish it. All right, go, go. Again, five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I can go write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. So we aren't banned on YouTube, as far as I understand. Hopefully the chat is lively. Uh, at least we're not banned for now, that is. Because Susan says we were banned for 90 days on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, if you tuned in, because I played all of 30 seconds of the debate between calls. And then I yelled at the YouTube sky all day Thursday, and they fixed it without saying anything. I know. So, so who knows? Our status with YouTube is always tentative. But It's a real problem, though. And I got no apology, either. No, Nobody said, sorry, we really screwed up. So, <laughs> sorry for booting your stream wrong. Or contacted you. Yeah, nobody said anything. But uh, anyway, too busy banning self. But we'll get to that later, I suppose. Um, a tragic weekend of violence to discuss, unfortunately, as well. Not one, but two mass shootings. One in El Paso, where we have an explicit political motive, and another in Dayton, where we know a lot less. There's some information kind of coming out now or very recently. But the motive is still a little yeah. unclear. If we will heavy discuss can be them. trusted. We'll discuss them both. I've been frustrated all day because, of course, it's the blame game. We're going to figure out who's to blame for this thing. But these shootings have been lumped together as though they're similar or comparable or the same. I don't see it as far as the evidence stands right now. We'll talk about it. I will make an argument for how they may be rooted in the same cause. Uh, I, I can agree with that. I'll say the way it's being presented in the media, I don't think they're they're comparable. But yeah, uh, we'll see. Um We'll, of course, recap the second round of Democratic debates that happened this week. There was an actual push for moderation on the first night, uh, but the reasonable 
among these candidates are, are sure to get the boot swiftly. So I hope they enjoyed their time calling for, you know, uh, calling for moderation on the debate stage. Cause I think that's going to be a relic of the past very soon. A man wearing a MAGA hat gets beaten up in New York city and says he was, uh, he says it was a politically motivated attack. The political narrative is all wrong. So nobody cares. You didn't hear anything <laughs> about that this week. You won't hear anything about it. Yeah. Minority guy with a blackened eye, broken bones in his face apparently says people beat him up for wearing a manga hat nobody cares nobody cares man he it wasn't a little smackdown he got his ass kicked like yeah i've not seen i want to approach this one with the same degree of healthy skepticism that i'd approach any one of these claims but whatever happened to him he definitely got beaten up unless it's the world's best makeup job that you've ever seen no yeah uh maria lopez says the obvious about transgender kids and the mob goes after him for it Plus, I mentioned it uh, just a moment ago. What was your favorite so fun YouTube moment? Because she's banned off YouTube immediately thereafter. Within 24 hours, Jack Conti over at Patreon does the same in a what I'm sure is a total coincidence. Absolutely non-related. They both happen to agree that she violates their respective hate speech policies simultaneously. What are the odds? We'll talk about it. And we will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, of course, because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. And of course, one of the many things we have over on the website is special deals from listener owned businesses. This week's feature business is Phoenix Ammunition. Phoenix is a family-owned company dedicated to providing the highest quality American-made ammunition products for competitive shooting, tactical training, range use, or self-defense, whatever your purpose. Phoenix has a product for you. Their goal is to ensure that every American citizen has the tools needed to protect themselves and train accordingly. Based out of Metro Detroit, Phoenix Ammunition ships to customers all across the country and is proud to supply companies like Trigicon, Keltec, and Terran Tactical Innovations. If it's good enough for those names, it is certainly good enough for mine. And that's why I'm happy every time I see my UPS guy throwing out his back, dragging a 50-pound box from Phoenix (laughs) up to my doorstep. Phoenix offers listeners of this show 5% off their products using the promo code MCLISTENER. Find everything you need from Phoenix plus special deals from the rest of our listener-owned businesses, including Sonoran Defense Technologies and Flyover States at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Last week, I mentioned you'd hear nothing more about fantasy football, but that was a lie. Ah! The league has been selected, so check your emails. Uh, There is a a deadline on responses, so most people have responded. If you haven't checked your email, you might have been selected. You need to respond. Uh, And then if you haven't been selected and you you still want to play in the survivor pool, sit tight. I'm going to send out those emails soon. So lesson is, if you signed up to play in the fantasy football league, check your email. There might be something in there. And if there's not, there might be very soon. Uh, another, is it over? It, is that it? That's it. That's it. All right. Another announcement for the community. I set up a new page on the website uh, for, uh, for the community, basically. So this is my little effort to fight the YouTube algorithm that, of course, puts us all into ghost world. Nobody sees recommendations for this show or really anybody who's making content who listens to this show or is of a similar perspective. So what I've done is I've created a community page on the website where you can check out what I'm watching lately if you're interested in that. And then there's also a community spotlight. So if you're a listener of this show, 
who makes material and you'd like to be featured on this community page, there are instructions on the page. Go ahead and send me a message. And uh, I can't post everybody's, obviously, but I'll be refreshing this every month. And then listeners of the show can find fellow listeners who are making good material. Right now I have um, uh, the detailed Ilhan Omar explainer from Neo on Realist that I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago. And then, of course, Laurel explaining much to your chagrin that Ilhan Omar cannot, in fact, legally be sent back, even if she did, uh, even if the stories about her marriage are true, uh, as we have discussed. So, uh, again, that's mattchristiansandmedia.com slash community uh, if you want to check that out. And I hope uh, people will be able to make good use of it. Uh, in the uh, During the banning, the YouTube banning on Wednesday, of course, I was really happy to see a whole bunch of people go over to DLive. We had yeah. something like a thousand people go over to DLive for a call-in show. That's incredible. So, so that was awesome. Thank you guys for doing that. We are now DLive partners, meaning subscriptions are enabled over there. So if that's another place to support the show. If you're really interested in that, you can subscribe for monthly support over on DLive. We appreciate a few people who have already done that. Um, and if DLive is your, your platform of choice going forward for this show, bear with me because it's the UI and all the tricks that are over there are odd as you've seen me struggle with as we've been on there for yeah. a few months now. So if people are, if there's people who know a lot more about DLive than I might, which is very possible, and I'm missing something about DLive, certain features, that sort of stuff, send me an email because uh, I want to make DLive the best experience that I can for people, especially because DLive, unlike YouTube, has been very responsive with me. I send them a message. They take care of things very quickly. They care about me. They care about the audience. Yeah. Not like Susan. So I've noticed I that make about sure that, Subscribestar too. Their customer service is excellent. Yeah, they'll actually reply to you in a timely fashion. Yeah. Uh, one brief contribution from a listener. I received an email from listener Tim, who it looks like has built a prototype catapult. By decree of Skag and Blonde Pure. It is time for our yearly launching of a catapult of peace. <laughs> so I told, him, I told him that he needs a little more power to clear that fence. Yeah. And he said, uh, he replied saying, I shouldn't assume it's designed to clear the wall. I think it's more of a, a splat feature that <laughs> is a blonde appeal that he's aiming for. Still not quite there, but you know, mm -hmm. hey, I appreciate the engineering What do I effort. care if they get back to their home countries? <laughs> I'm just here for the show. Oh, we're not talking about the shooting right after this, are we? That was a um, no. I do bad have a taste. No, I have a couple of things for you. One you of which is a, is, a, is an old woman being tasered that was referenced on Wednesday. The boomer tasing. It's we'll lighten the mood a little bit with some alleged police brutality. <laughs> Although I don't think it is. I think it was justified. Before that, though, <laughs> did you see this clip of this kid crying about monopoly taxes this week? This was. Yeah. This was viral. I don't, I looked for the specific context, like who this kid is, where this came from. I actually couldn't find it, but this kid's playing Monopoly and he sort of has a very adult realization about taxation. What's been, where's all your money gone, daddy? Taxes. Nine, <laughs> 10, 11. Let me fix my houses. Oh. It's okay. It's part of the game. No, it's not. It it's not is. Fun to it's not fun to what? It's the worst part of the game. It's what? Taxes. I agree, but see, he hasn't been shown what taxes look like when they pay for free everything from Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. Then taxes are a joy. He just doesn't know yet. We'll, 
we'll get to that later in the show. People actually want to pay more in taxes for those things. Who knew? Yeah, totally. That is just exactly how I feel every time I have to pay. No, this is yeah. the worst. So good for that kid. Hopefully he uh, grows up and uh, he, hopefully he carries that philosophy into adulthood. Conservative in the making right there. This was mentioned on Wednesday, I believe, and I know it um, it brightened your day, or at least the the idea of it did. <laughs> a 65-year-old woman in Oklahoma is facing a felony assault charge after she fled a traffic stop and kicked the officer. She was originally cited an $80 ticket for a broken taillight she had failed to fix. She also faces a misdemeanor charge for resisting arrest. This is what that looked like. Well, I did issue for a defective equipment. It's $80. Uh, you have till September what? 16th to take care of this. Uh, get you to sign there with the excess. So you don't even give a warning for this? You've been driving around for six months like that. I'm truthful. Well, I'm not going to give you a warning for something you've been driving for six months. Well, I don't want to sign it because I don't want to do $80. You don't want to sign it? No, because I don't think that I deserve to pay $80 for something that is fixable and I can fix it. All right. That's all you want Go ahead, to do. step out of the car. Why? Because you're under arrest. Step out. Step out of the vehicle. <laughs> step out. No. Step out. I'm giving you a lawful order to step out. You be fair with me and I'll be fair with you. Step out. No. You're under arrest. No, I'm not. Next. Now, notice, if you're going to flee from police officers, at least peel out, man. Hit the floor. I know. Put it she, to the floor. It's Don't just... driving. Yeah, she drove away very, like, <laughs> like she's in driver's ed or something like that. Like she's got a test to pass. Anyway, the chase continues. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. You better leave me. <laughs> Put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. Now. Here's the kick. And it doesn't work out too well. Put your hands behind your back. Do you realize you just got yourself in a whole lot more trouble? Oh, yeah. For running? I told you you weren't going to arrest me. Hurt? Yeah, I'm hurt. What hurts? That uh, is the third time I've watched that video and it's so much better. <laughs> it's like how I feel about boomers as a collective. It's just deeply satisfying to my subconscious to watch this video. That's I such a boomer thing to, to do. All our, our boomer listeners. No. No, I'm not getting No, you're not going to arrest me. No. As as we've discussed on the show many times before, yes sir, no sir. Thank you sir and have your day in court. Uh, that is the way you resolve this sort of situation. Do not uh, drive away. And then kick the police officer, especially no. over a taillight, dude. I understand if you have a life-changing offense. And I, I know fixed. it's, it's it no fun if you feel like you're being picked on by the cops. You know, you get a speeding ticket, a parking ticket. I fought those. You can fight them and win if they're wrong. Uh. Uh, anyway. Uh, okay. I've prolonged long enough because I actually am not excited to talk. Of course, I'm not excited. But I'm just saying I don't want to talk about these things. Because it was such a bummer uh, thing to see, like I was gone all day yesterday and then I get home around five o'clock around dinner time. We look at the news. It's like, Oh, mass shooting. Jesus Christ. More information comes out. looks bad. 
And then I go to bed last night thinking about how we're going to talk about it. I wake up this morning and it's another damn one. Yeah. So we got two in 24 hours. I was very confused when I woke up. I was, I thought they, the articles I was reading were referring to the previous, the El Paso shooting. And I was like, oh my gosh, did this happen again? Um, and they have some similarities and some differences, but I guess we'll hash that out when we talk about it. So let's do some facts rundown on the El Paso shooting, if that's okay with you. Sure. 21-year-old Patrick Crucius of Allen, Texas, killed 20 people, injured 26 or 27 others are by different things, after he opened fire at a Walmart in El Paso. Um, so I guess this is kind of like he's from like a white suburb outside of Dallas. Is that yeah. What you, yeah. I saw north of Dallas. I think it's Allen, Texas. Allen, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the chief of police of Allen said investigators were examining a manifesto that may have been written by the suspect that would indicate a ne uh, nexus to a hate crime. And we are going to discuss some of the elements of the manifesto. I probably should preface this by saying that I had no way of confirming that this was the manifesto, but I'm fairly certain it was. I've seen it posted on Twitter and I have not seen it confirmed either, but I'm going to operate under the assumption, the assumption that it's that it legit right. and assuming it is legit. It corresponds with why people are saying this is a hate crime. The narrative you're seeing today about uh, white nationalism, white identitarianism, anti-immigrant sentiment, all that sorts of stuff. That's what's in the manifesto right. in part. Uh, and that's not to say justification of, I just want to, when we're talking about the motive of the shooter. I want to be clear about the totality of the manifesto and not focus on certain pieces for a certain political. Exactly. Narrative. And I see a lot of people on the right that say like, I'm not going to mention the shooter's name. I'm not going to discuss any of the elements of his manifesto. He was mentally ill, blah, blah. I think this really does a disservice to uncovering what someone's motive actually is. I don't think we're going to get to the root of any of these mass shootings. If we just continuously talk about how they're just mentally ill, you know, yeah. and how this is a gun issue, how this is a, a white male privilege thing. Like we need to talk about who this person is, what they're like and why they did this. And it's necessary that every time there's a manifesto that we read it in its entirety. I think yeah. It's and, and I'll mention this later, by the way, I think that at least on this show, we try to be completely consistent about that. Mm -hmm. We talk about Islamic attacks all the time and say, we yeah. should try to understand this. Let's understand the motive as best we can. We're not going to talk about, uh, we're not going to talk about the weapon. We're going to talk about the, the the how questions. We really care about the why. And the, the yeah. same rule goes in this case. Um, so the chief of police says department received initial reports of the shooting at 1039 a.m. First responders arrived within six minutes. Um, police asked people to stay away from the area to look for missing family members um, at a school reunification area nearby. Uh, some of the people that were killed were Mexican nationals. Some were Americans. Uh, it's still coming out. I think that there's uh, still somebody's husband is still missing. But most I saw, of what and I, I saw three Mexican nationals, right? Yes, three Mexican okay. nationals. Um, so this guy, uh, Patrick Crucius, uh, this manifesto. Uh, somebody just texted me. It was released on Drudge, so it appears that it is confirmed. But um, naturally, the general public, uh, everybody, the left is just jumping on, on this as an opportunity to blame Trump. I've seen countless tweets, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Trump is directly to blame for this. Yeah. But like um, the Christchurch shooter, uh, which he also does mention in this manifesto, he said he's a fan of the Christchurch. Straight shooter. away, like the right, first away, words. The first it, it looks like a copycat almost. Right. Um, but like him, he uh, didn't really have a strong political orientation. He had gripes with the left and the right. And his his uh, foundational values were built on um, basically ethno-nationalist principles. So he blames Republicans, uh, their pro-corporation stance for cheap labor and for immigration. He blames Democrats for allowing immigration to secure Texas as a voting bloc. He said, quote, 
Remember that both Democrats and Republicans support immigration and work visas. Corporations need to keep replenishing the labor pool for skilled and unskilled jobs to keep wages down. He also said the Democrat Party will own America and they know it. They've already begun the transition by pandering heavily to the Hispanic voting bloc in the first Democratic debate. They intend to use open borders, free health care for illegal citizenship and more to enact a political coup by importing them, then legalizing millions of new voters. Um, this is something I, a difficulty I ran into with the Brenton Tarrant manifesto. While I obviously disagree with what, what these people have done, this is a horrible act of violence. Um, they, they both were saying some things that are just demonstrably true. That is what they did in the Democratic debates. They talked about free health care for all. And I think that he is internal. He's from Texas and he, he saw his state change demographically. And he um, had nothing going on in his life, like no kids. He had an absent father who was a drug addict for 40 years. He ended up being, a, I think, a recovery therapist. His dad sounds really loony if what yeah. what is reported in the Daily Mail is accurate. But his addiction tore apart his first and second marriage. I think that the shooter was a product of the second marriage. So he didn't have a stable home life. He talks about um, economic issues in the manifesto. He said in the manifesto, in short, immigration can only be detrimental to the future of America. Continued immigration will make one of the biggest issues of our time. Automation so much worse. Some sources say that in under two decades, half of American jobs will be lost to it. Of course, some people will re be retrained, but most will not. And that was one of the central focuses of the manifesto. He's like, I have no economic future in this country. I have no demographic future. Personally, he had no wife and kids um, and his family life was garbage. It's like when we see people continuously in this position, when we put them in positions like this because of a loss of the nuclear family structure when they go into debt. Uh, for college when they don't have any economic prospects, when gender relations are broken, it, it gives them an opportunity to be like, wow, I could martyr myself for this cause and um, just take out a, a bunch of people that I view as foreign invaders in the process. Yeah, I think I think a quest for purpose and a, and a crisis of masculinity is a large part of a lot of these things that are that are going on right now, which we'll, we'll talk about uh, when we sort of break it down a little later, but, uh, but let's carry on with the facts, uh, before I get sidetracked. Um, I thought that this was fascinating, but both Brent and Tarrant and this shooter were, um, fierce environmentalists and okay. Brent and Tarrant, Tarrant focused more on the manifesto of like uh, eco-fascism and how we're destroying the environment. But I put this in here because, um, he also mentioned that. He said, the American lifestyle affords our citizens an incredible quality of life. However, our lifestyle is destroying the environment of our country. Mm. The decimation of the environment is creating a massive burden for future generations. Corporations are heading the destruction of our environment by shamelessly over harvesting resources. Um, so he's being painted as this um, alt-right nut job by the left. But a lot of these, I mean, raging against corporations, being an environmentalist, um, having issues with uh, Republicans, corporatism. I mean, those yeah. are those are leftist principles. Well, yeah, I, I, it's um, his politics seem difficult. That, that I guess I get annoyed because it's everybody's trying to paint him as a certain political flavor of their enemy. Basically, I'm just saying it. And I'm his... not even sure that it's relevant. <clears throat> I think that just like Brenton Tarrant, he had a complex worldview that can't properly be categorized by calling him a Republican or a Democrat. I yeah. And I don't think, it. I don't think pure racial hatred is 
uh, is an accurate description in the totality. I'm not dismissing what he says. And of course, I think what he did is terrible. I don't agree with his views. But to say that he's motivated purely by racial hatred or to give that impression is, a, is, a, is insufficient in terms of uh, his description for his motive here. Yeah. Um, so I guess the motive is the most important part. But he said in the manifesto, he just lays out his motive. My whole life I've been preparing for a future that currently doesn't exist. The job of my dreams will likely be automated. Hispanics will take control of the local and state government of my beloved Texas, changing policy to better suit their needs. They will turn Texas into an instrument of political coup, which will hasten the destruction of our country. The environment is getting worse by the year. If you take nothing else from this document, remember that inaction is a choice. My ideology has not changed for several years. My opinions on automation, immigration, the rest predate Trump and his campaign for president. I'm putting this here because some people will blame the president or certain presidential candidates for this attack. This is not the case. I know that the media will call me a white supremacist anyway and blame Trump's rhetoric. The media is infamous for fake news. Hmm. Okay. And before we jump back to this, let's cover the Ohio case as well. Because as I mentioned, the Ohio case by a lot of politicians and media figures I've heard today is just kind of being lumped together. Oh, we have mass shootings and it's Trump's fault. Distinct in their motivations, at least as far as we can tell. What, What happened in Ohio? Um, so the gunman went on a deadly rampage. This was in Dayton, Ohio. He was wearing a mask, bulletproof vest, earplugs. Um, he had a hundred rounds, which sounds like a lot. Is oh, and I should mention uh, the shooter in um, in El Paso, in Texas, had an AK. Oh, an that's AK, right. Uh, yeah. A semi-auto AK. And it sounds like, based on the descriptions I'm seeing here, that he this this guy had some form of AR model. At least they're talking about a semi-automatic uh, 223 chambered rifle. One would presume. But yeah. something, if not an AR, something very similar. Um, he killed nine, including his sister. Although um, I was looking at this right before the show started. It's unclear to me at what stage that happened during the attack. I went, I read one article that said she was the first. I read another that said that she, this was in the middle of the attack. And he also tried to kill her boyfriend, um, but he survived. And so he was able to talk to police. But this is still a developing story. Um, so killed nine, injured more than two dozen. This was all within uh, one to two minutes, I read. Yeah, apparently the police time was almost immediate on this Almost one. immediate. Um, so police officers in the area engaged with him seconds after the first gunshots were heard, and he was neutralized within 30 seconds of the first gunshot. He was shot and killed by police before he entered the bar. He was using a, a 223 caliber rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, one sergeant and five officers fired at least one shot. They've all been placed on administrative leave, which is standard for procedure for something like this. Um, and then they're saying right now that it was too soon to determine a motive, which I think they're they're right in that. Um, so I was reading heavy right before this, and this is all unconfirmed as well, but I read it from enough sources that I thought it was important to mention on the show. Um, but he, on his Twitter account, uh, unconfirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's his Twitter account. He described himself as he, him, anime fan, metalhead, leftist, I'm going to hell and I'm not coming back. He said he would vote for Elizabeth Warren, he praised Satan, and he was upset about the 2016 election. He then added, I want socialism and I'll not wait for the idiots to finally come around to understanding. He is listed, um, in the Green County Board of Elections as a Democrat. Um, 
I read an account that he was bullied in high school, but some members of his high school have come forward and said that he had developed something of a hit list, which got him into some legal trouble. And I've also heard that uh, it, it was comprised mostly of women that had sexually rejected him. So, and then I had read another account from a girl who said that her sister, um, that he like scared her and isolated her and was screaming in her face and like got her in a car. It was a whole thing. And these are all basically unconfirmed non-law enforcement reports. So, yes. you know, if you're listening to this on Tuesday or whatever, right, I encourage right. you to check back uh, and do some Googling and, and maybe look into it because this stuff yeah. could change very easily. Um, yes. And, and you know, totally unconfirmed. These are just accounts from people that went to high school with him. So who knows? Um, so, yeah, that's the lowdown on the two shootings. And even though it sounds like they're vastly different, uh, I think they do share some important similarities. You're right. They're they're both Trump's fault. <laughs> right. Because I actually have want to cover that really quickly before we mm-hmm. are serious about this stuff is the blame game is on. Yeah. You got Beto O'Rourke, of course, uh, El Paso's favorite son. He's out there saying Trump, quote, is a racist and he stokes racism in this country and it does not just offend our sensibilities. It fundamentally changes the character of this country and it leads to violence. So the violence is directly Trump's fault. You got um, Cory Booker on the morning TV shows. He's saying, uh, I believe in my faith. There's a saying that you reap what you sow. And Donald Trump has been sowing this kind of hatred in our country when he talks about invasions and infestations and shithole countries. When he tells people to go back, he is responsible and sowing these kinds of divisions to hate mongers. In fact, failing to even condemn them where we saw them in Charlottesville. And he talks about them being good people on, on both sides. So I believe that uh, this president is responsible. He had Maxine Waters on Twitter earlier this morning saying enough is enough, America. When are we going to demand action on guns? Another senseless mass killing by a young white nationalist. Trump, you cannot escape accepting blame for these escalating killings in our country that are motivated by your race baiting. Okay. And the other piece of blame that emerged uh, in in a few different pieces of reporting on Fox throughout the weekend was blaming video games, which um, I have not seen any reporting on the connection to video games for from either of these guys. I guess you could infer based on like young adults who seem to lack direction. I'm not saying it's a it's unlikely that they played video games, but prescribing it uh, or, or diagnosing it as a reason for either of these shootings seems a little hasty to me, but here's what they're saying. We heard from the uh, deputy uh, governor of Texas earlier, and he was talking, it was a very impassioned uh, conversation, really. He was talking about video games, certainly the video game situation, he was saying may have triggered uh, the the shooter there in in El Paso. These video games to dehumanize individuals, to um, have a game of shooting individuals and others, I've always felt that is a problem for um, future generations and others. And if... uh, I were a betting man, I'd say that he probably logs six to eight hours a day playing um, one of those, you know, Fortnite or one of those uh, uh, video games where you're doing nothing but dehumanizing people by blowing their heads out, uh, blowing their heads off one after another after another. Because it does seem to desensitize some of these killers to, to the horrific nature of, of actually what happens when you pull a trigger and, uh, and the gun is aimed at another human being. That one kid just won $3 million playing Fortnite the other week. This is such an Uh, easy fix. I mean, the left and the right, rather than taking on the central issues, what actually is the cause of of these mass shootings, they're just going to say, oh, it's just video games. There's no evidence. 
that, you know, millions and millions and millions, hundreds of millions of people play video games and do not go on. That yeah, I should have, I should have shot up a lot of schools based on my hours logged on Modern right. Warfare 2. And it's so 90s. Remember, it was like violent movies and then it became violent video games. There's no evidence that watching fake violence or engaging in yeah. fake violence causes actual violence. And I, and I want to be clear, because I'm not saying that, like, listen, if like she said, you play Fortnite eight hours a day or whatever, Call of Duty eight hours a day. I'm not saying there aren't any possible negative effects of such a thing. But again, I think that that is a symptom of some deeper problems that we have to talk about when we think about these mass shooter cases. Yeah. Uh, and I have a lot of thoughts on this. I'll, I'll let you go first if you want to go first or I'll, I'll hop into it. Cause I got a lot of stuff to say about this. Um, I mean, mine's kind of a, why don't you go first? Well, the first piece of frustration I have is you got all the talking heads all over the, the news media today saying the, the right needs to call this what it is. They need to say the words, a white nationalist terrorism, white supremacist terrorism. Okay. This is someone who, at least in part, was motivated by uh, some kind of white identitarianism. And what he committed was terrorism. He, he, he committed uh, politically motivated violence. He is a terrorist, and he appears to have done that with some sort of ethnocentric intent or motive. It's not hard for me to do that. And as I said no, previously, I don't, <clears throat> I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. I've been saying the whole time with every Antifa attack that's been ignored by this media, with, um, with jihadist attacks that are minimized and lone wolves and mentally ill and nothing to see here, religion of peace. You guys do Antifa. You guys do do uh, jihadis. I don't have a problem with calling this what it is and trying to figure out why it's happening. I think that a lot of people in the media are actually the ones who have that issue when it goes against their preferred political narrative. So that that really bothers me. I'm not protectionist about that, uh, about it, like viewing this guy as a member of our team to be protected. No, this guy sucks. This guy's a terrorist. It's not hard to say that. And, and as a point of consistency on that, I, I remember one of the first shows that we did so more than three years ago when the Omar Mateen Orlando shooting happened, Jeez, we, yeah. we sat here doing this same stream talking about, are we really going to talk about AR 15s? Are we really going to talk about the guns? Are we really going to talk about the, 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 how he did it as opposed to the why let's focus on the why let's figure out why he did it. It's the same thing we're doing here, trying to diagnose the why. Mm -hmm. So on the why question, um, I've seen this point circulating around today and I think it's true. I, I've not heard it phrased this way, but I really appreciate it. The decision to kill always comes before the choice of weapon. Oh yeah. I think that needs to be remembered. So the question of why these young men make this decision to kill is far more important than the weapon they choose to use in the killing. Uh, the, in, in terms of these weapons, the AR-15, the AK, whatever, They've been civilian available with the exception of the brief assault weapons ban for 10 years, but they've been civilian available for decades. Uh, video games, they've been available for decades. There's something happening culturally. And, um, and as I mentioned, I think it's a, I think we both probably generally agree on this. I think it's some kind of, of problem of purposelessness for aimless young men. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of it has to do with a breakdown of the family. I think a breakdown in particular in the leadership and the value of the father. So make dad great again. That's yeah. what I'm going with. You want to solve this? Make dad great again. Make dad respected. Make dad valued. Stop talking, stop talking about toxic masculinity and all this nonsense. Stop acting like a, a high quality masculine father figure is not what is needed 
at least in part for a lot of these young men to have a productive, purposeful and disciplined life. You want to talk about uh, wasting time playing video games. You don't need a law. You need a dad who gives you direction. You, you got problems at school with girls. Okay, you don't need a law banning AR-15s to stop you from shooting up the school or shooting up the mall in this case. What you need is a dad to talk to to say, listen, dad, I suck with girls. What should I do? Yeah. I mean, all, okay, you, you want to talk about positive influence. The president's a negative influence on these young men. He, he makes them, or he, he fills them with racial hatred or whatever. Imagine having a high quality dad who is so important to your life that the president doesn't matter. Do you think Trump's rhetoric matters if you have a high quality father figure? And I'm not saying this at the expense of mom either. What I want is healthy nuclear families, but I'm focusing on the father because we've had so many years or even decades of, of devaluing masculine influence. And we've, right. we've ended up with a generation of young men who have no purpose, as you were talking about earlier. Well, I guess... Uh, there's no future for me. All of society's problems are my fault by virtue of being born a white male. Uh -huh. Guess I'll go out with some glory. Yeah, and that, we have different situations uh, as far, uh, these are anecdotal cases, but as far as the El Paso and the Ohio shooter, the El Paso shooter's father, this weird like new age um, <clears throat> therapist guy who had 40 years of terrible drug addiction that destroyed his children's lives and his marriages. Um, so the, the women were out of the picture because he was so destructive. The Ohio guy, I read his dad's Twitter, and it's like, we have to stop the patriarchy. We have to stop the alt-right. Uh, you know, and we, we have kind of a, a different problem here. But, you know, he's being raised by a father who's like literally a pussy. Like that has to you have that has to affect you somehow. That has to affect you. And then the other one, it was a, an absentee father situation. Whether or not he was there, he was at least emotionally absent or to engage in his drug addiction to be a good father. Yeah. I think of, uh, I mean, I think of the role that my dad played in my life. My dad didn't like it when I played hours of video games either. Right. But that's the point. My dad wasn't particularly heavy handed in these things, but he was always there to at least nudge mm -hmm. in the right direction. And he was there that if, if my life was at a point where I was ever even considering something like this, I have a stable home to go to, go to exactly. and somebody to talk to. Yeah. That's I not mean always the case. And in the 50s, I heard Seven Molyneux mention this, and he's absolutely right. In the 50s, everybody owned guns. Every every high school had a gun club. Everybody's guns, they were in the back of their truck because they were going to go hunting after school or whatever. And we didn't have these problems because people felt safe in their communities. We had a cohesive border integrity. Um, you could raise a family on a single income. Men were not just woefully in debt. They were able to get married and have families at a young age. I heard Jordan Peterson say once, if you're an alcoholic, the way to get out of alcoholism is to find something better, something more meaningful mm. to you than partying. And I think that we're kind of in that situation now where people, especially young men, are there's there's no reason to pursue women because there are so many problems with marriage and because it's too difficult for a lot of these these men uh, men that otherwise in previous generations probably would have gotten married and they they are in huge amounts of debt there's no reason to pursue a, a career because you know why uh your your college degree is not going to get you anywhere so they look around and they're like huh i have literally nothing to live for maybe i should martyr myself take out a bunch of people that i hate for whatever reason and at least I can I can live in infamy because that'll be worth more than my worthless life. Yeah, I can have my moment. Yeah, that's that's, that's what, what it seems it like it comes yeah. down to. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say too, the other part of the El Paso shooting here, you will never ever not for a second see this reported in any mainstream media outlet outside of maybe Fox, but I doubt mm -hmm. it. Uh, in the 
manifesto. He specifically explains why he chose a soft target and encourages others to do the same. He knows for a fact he will not face resistance, and that's why he picked the target that he did. So yes, some sort of identitarianism, ethnocentrism is a part of his motivation. So is weakness, weakness of target. He says specifically, this is a quote from the manifesto. Remember, it is not cowardly to pick low-hanging fruit. Um, don't attack heavily guarded areas to fulfill your super soldier call of duty fantasy attack low security targets. Even though you might outgun a security guard or a policeman, they'll likely beat you in armor training and numbers. Don't throw away your life on an unnecessary, unnecessarily dangerous target. If it seems too hot, live to fight another day. And in that context, I just want to talk about solutions because I don't want to be totally negative here. Um, I've, we talk about this all the time, but I will say it again. You cannot ban your way out of this. No. The weapons technology is too widely known. It's easy to learn how to build an AR-15. It's easy to do the machining yourself if you had to. There are plenty of weapons available that don't even need to be manufactured. They're just, they're, there are millions of them in garages and gun safes and all over the country. So you're not going to ban your way out of this. And even if you did, you haven't addressed that why question, the question of why killers want to kill, only how. So the problem remains. And you got it, as we mentioned, I, don't, I won't go over it again, but the culture, a culture of family is crucial here. That's what you got to build. That's the solution we have yep. to aim toward. And men, um, you know, I've, I've painted men as kind of victims of sort of a feminist worldview here. And I do think a lot of that is true, but it also comes with a responsibility on the part of men. We need to be good family men. We need to build stable homes. We need to be good dads. And sometimes the world does give us a a rough hand and it's difficult to do that, but that is our obligation and Mm -hmm. our responsibility. And where that fails, where somebody's family does fail them to become one of these people, you have to be prepared to defend. That is the aspect that you're not going to hear anything. This guy's looking for a weak target. The answer is don't be a weak target. This shopping center where this happened, the the mall around the Walmart where he was shooting at some of the people, it's a gun-free zone as published by uh, some news reporting from a few years ago. Gun-free zone there. Lesson is, don't be a soft target. So uh, everybody wants to weaken their own targets with gun bans. We'll ban this, we'll ban that. No, he's looking for you, provided that you can't defend yourself. Make yourself better able to defend not just yourself, but your community, your family, make a, make a tough target for him so he doesn't have as easy of a time next time. That's the lesson right. that I take away from this. And these shooters, um, something that was also central in Brenton Terrence's manifesto and uh, this guy's manifesto, um, they know that the reaction to this is going to be uh, uh, an indictment of toxic masculinity, an indictment of white men, and an attempt to seize guns and initiate uh, severe gun control. In mm. those situations, you're only going to be creating uh, more men that are like this. As they do those three things, it's going to corner more of these uh, incel types, and they're going to uh, continue to do this. This is the, until we deal with the the root cultural issues, especially that of family structure. This is going to continue to happen. It's going to happen over and over again. We're going to be talking about this once every two months for the next 10 years. We have serious cultural issues that must be dealt with. And until we do that, I I don't even see why we're going to have a discussion on gun control. Yeah. Uh, but we will over and over again, you know, the uh, yeah. comment section of every we, one of these articles, just is, like the last why country, are Americans that... so obsessed with their guns. Like, don't you understand yeah. if you give guns up, it's like, Oh, okay. Let's talk about like knife crime in London. Then 
If yeah. you don't deal with the cultural issues, there is no point. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like uh, people say, why are you so obsessed with your guns? And, and it's not, it's, it is important to me. Being able to defend myself is crucial. I'm not diminishing that. But it's more of wanting a, a, a solution that is likely to succeed. Yeah. I, when is the last time any society banned its way to prosperity in any never. regard? Whether you're talking it's about speech, self-defense, banning your way to prosperity doesn't work. You have to cultivate a culture with the right values, a culture that that um, that pursues prosperity for each individual and each family. Without that, evil finds a way. You know, it's like life in Jurassic Park. The left seems to believe that you can perfect human nature and you can make them into these these faultless beings that never harm each other or never commit evil against each other. Evil is here to stay, man. Yeah. Evil finds a way. Good luck trying to ban it. It's not yeah. possible. And for most of these people, I believe that they would have found happiness and fulfillment had they been given a better alternative, a more stable alternative. Like I think Brenton Tarrant and this guy and uh, Ohio guy too, like, they had a nice girlfriend they were doing normal stuff with and society wasn't calling them stupid white pieces of shit all the time. Like, do you think that maybe this wouldn't have happened? I don't, I at least think that the likelihood of this sort of thing declines. Yeah, I, I think I so too. I think that we're seeing a, an emergence of otherwise n normal young men that would have lived normal lives in previous generations. And that's why I hate this mentality. And I heard Trump say this today, like, we're dealing with serious mental illness. I have seen no indication um, that any of outside of this horrible murder, that that any of these people have some kind of clinical manifestation yeah. of mental illness. I and think again, they need to be I, very careful with that. And I, yeah, I'm not diminishing uh, clinical mental illness either. I'm not saying we don't need high quality resources. And that's it, been a motivation but, for tons of mass shootings. I understand yeah. why people go there, but, but there is danger in classifying every one of these as being caused by mental illness when some of these people had like legitimate gripes about our cultural malaise. Right. When it's just a general uh, like identity crisis or purposelessness crisis, or I'm having a rough time or I don't see the purpose for my life. Those sort of general problems that are kind of, I'm generally down, but I'm not clinically diagnosably right. mentally ill. Again, the question is who is the better therapist? Is it the professional psychiatrist where you're sitting on the couch or is it your dad or is it your family? Yeah. That's, that's what we got to, that's what we got to figure out. No, no easy task, unfortunately, but, uh, that's what I think we need to focus on and think about. Sorry, Mike, my camera started to go crazy again. Well, I mentioned that before me. the stream. So, well, it's like, you're not seeing the same camera feed. So it's flickering for a second. Hopefully I can get it to resolve. Sorry if the stream is seeing that. I want to preempt some of the comments that I know we're going to get in this video. Cause I just saw somebody in the live chat that said blonde is culpable for this. She's regularly blackpilling incels. Um, no, we're talking about issues that exist that are the motivations for these shootings. And if we don't treat these issues, we will continue to see this. I want this to stop just like everybody else. I don't want people to be getting mur mass murdered on a daily basis. This is horrifying. But if we actually want to stop this, we can't just keep talking about gun control every time. There are larger issues at play here. Um, I can't it. imagine that talking about these issues is people are going to think that we're responsible for this. It's sure. So of course. I'm just trying to make sure my camera doesn't self-destruct. Sorry oh, no. about that. Uh, next up is debate recap that we got to keep it moving along because we've been talking about this for a while. Uh, so we'll, person banned. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we'll talk debate. You want to take a brief break before we do? Yeah, we probably should. Okay. Um, at least the debate's kind of lighter subject matter. Tulsi Gabbard really killed it. I was 
I was like, all right, I like her. Your video about that was fantastic, by the way. Everybody oh, well, thanks. It, it actually was good enough that I pulled positive YouTube subscriptions. Can you believe oh, that? Oh, wow. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Jeffrey O'Neill says, signaling all Melbourne deplorables. Smeg is two-timing us. Wonder Twins are gold. <laughs> Beyonce says, a tree V is the best. I don't know what this means. Um, Pornhub welcomes beauty in the beta content monetization. Smugly curry puff was gold birched. I don't know what any of that, I know so what some of those things. There's been a joke that YouTubers should join Pornhub en masse. And I thought it was just a Twitter gag, but it turns out, at least I'm told, according to Blair White's Twitter feed, she was sincerely approached by Pornhub with a monetization offer, not for porn, but just to post Blair's regular talking videos over on Pornhub. Huh. Well, right. I guess we'll do what we have to do. That's not yeah. like prostitution, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, Kevin Flanagan. Okay, fine. I'll read this because it's funny. Kevin Flanagan said, I was really impressed on the Wednesday stream after it went down how Matt immediately said the Holocaust never happened, but it should have. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess thanks, Susan, for bailing me out on that one. Um hashtag oh good g karjala says hashtag dayton stronger than strong where i live i'm sorry to hear that man um yeah, bummer big lc hopefully everybody's doing as well as they can and i don't think that we said this but you know obviously our hearts go out to all the victims this is horrible of course i want less these people suck the guys doing this suck i, I want less of this i want to understand why it's happening and i want less so of we it. can stop it yeah yeah um, big LC, glad you guys got your YouTube streaming privileges back after Wednesday's bullshit. I haven't seen Matt that fired up since the guy called in and told you how to get, told you to get a producer. That was really bad. <laughs> well, that was our, that was our friend Ovid and Ovid and Ovid has stuck around. So shout out to Ovid and thanks yeah, to Ovid for, for, for dealing with me through that. If people want to hear my reaction to YouTube banning us, you can go listen to the audio platforms. They're linked in the description. Go to Wednesday's show, the call-in show from what? July 31st, I think. And skip to about 48 minutes. The timestamp is about 48 minutes where it happens. And yeah, I don't think I went off the rails, but obviously I, I said some choice words. I didn't get crazy, but Matt I Matt gets really mad like quarterly. Well, I mean, I think that's justified for a for YouTube, a platform that has courted us from a business perspective. And not just us, but this audience and makes a lot of money off of all of us, not just you and I, but this entire audience who choose to support the show and then just bans us willy nilly because they gave CNN an unaccountable ban button, regardless of whether it was legitimate use of yeah. the debate for, for fair use or not. They, they, they just gave them a button that says, if you don't like this, you can turn it off. Just once, I would like Susan and the YouTube team to stick up for its creators and its audience. I know. Because we I don't make, make you money, idiots. I don't want to make it just about you and I either. Like everybody shows up to to, to turn on the the call in stream while they're you know while they're at work or doing homework or whatever it is that they're doing. It's a middle finger. It's Susan's middle finger to those people just as much as it is to us. Yeah. This is a community that they have courted, and then they just decide that CNN gets a button to make it go away because they're CNN. Stick Whatever. up for us just once. The, the, the entire point of YouTube, it's about people filming on their phone. It's like, it, it's, it's just the nature of YouTube. If they want to kill it with uh, corporatism, then go right ahead. Um, das Pooch, here's a tip for my second favorite show behind Fash the Nation. You guys rock. I'm happy <laughs> well, to thanks. be second behind Fascination. Um, also, Sargon just gave us a shout out on his channel. Did he? Yes. 
Well, Sargon, you're welcome to come on the stream anytime. He called me a sensible woman. If somebody can email me with a timestamp, I would love to see that. <laughs> I did not see this either, so I'll have to check it out. Um, Fitzburg, well done, Matt. That was Shapiro-esque. Oh, well, thanks. Go home, bitch. Uh, yeah, Blonde, Blonde considers that an insult, but I consider that high praise. Thank you. What? Ugh. Dan Lopez, day before I don't even Gilroy. Know just, I don't even know what you're scoffing at. All right, whatever. Day before Gilroy, president of Idaho Second Amendment Alliance threatened to sue Canyon County for banning open carry at the county fair. Hmm. Canyon County reversed their policy. Glad I moved from Portland. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, JV Dude Dennis is one. I think Tulsi Gabbard is hot. Even Marianne Williamson gives me a half chub in a weird <laughs> cougar sort of way. Well, is Marianne Williamson is quite me? old, too. How old is she? I think she's like 65 minimum. Seriously? She she's great. Yeah, good for her. Uh, yeah. She looks 50, less than 50. I know she's over 60. A Beaner, 8127. Prayers to my hometown, El Paso. It's tiring to see everyone politicizing a tragedy the day it happens. I hate Beto. But props to him for not pushing politics that day. Fuck Cory Booker, best podcast. Um, yeah, he better did. waited. Better he, waited till today. I think. He waited. He waited until today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andrew Pollock. Pollock. I'm sorry, dude. Every time I say your name, I butcher it. Um, glad to see you two back on tonight. Is it? Uh, it is. Is it weird? I was a little turned on Wednesday when Matt lost his mind on the overboards. <laughs> no warmth. No homo. I, I guess, but this people make it sound more aggressive than it was. I did go back and listen to that portion I, I mean i was pissed but i don't think it was over the top marianne williamson is 67 wow all that love has done good things for her skin yeah um joshy boy monopoly is racist every time i played i went to jail <laughs> <laughs> all right bad hooligan it was kind of a rough week but if you want to laugh check out lars von retrievers auto tunes of trump singing heavy metal songs mm. uh, it's worth it make america metal again yeah also new tool is going to be out august 30th um but don't bother listening to the joe rogan interview it made me hate both of them mm. a dc corso said wanted to let you know Blonde, those seesaws on the border fence can't act as deportation catapults. They would just shoot the <laughs> into the side of the fence. I did the math. Love the show. I forgot and, about those. I should have showed them. Did you see that footage? Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. I know a fact. I actually, there were three mass shootings. Third one, of course, was in Chicago. One dead, seven wounded. Wonder why it got no press. Yeah, that's just the regular weekend normal event. Day in Chicago, yeah. Uh, Susan Seawall. Just wanted to say, my husband and I love y'all. Y'all are amazing. Just wondering if you would do a belated birthday shout out for him sure stricken thank you y'all and keep up the good work happy birthday susan's husband and thank you guys for listening. we don't get a name it's just happy birthday susan's husband she said stricken oh okay um, well happy birthday susan's husband Voxazi says haven't uh, caught the show in a while live in a while gotta say disappointed and blonde that she isn't doing saying exactly what i telepathically told her to say <laughs> and because of that i want a fully refunded I, I want to be you funded for this exact super chat jk love the show i'm sorry dude i tried Talk to susan good luck um let's do a few more alpha josh did you see the cop arrested on felony charges after a year-long investigation and him planting drugs into people's cars no no i would add i'd be oh, interested man. in checking that story Me out too. though um boogeyman 917 thanks for the sanity safe space cheers you are welcome pg is shooter connor bets a stolen id obituary said he died in 2000 14 hmm. um i don't think so but you know this this was a developing story when we were doing the notes so i suppose it's possible that things change tomorrow and what we said today is inaccurate we'll see in a few days let's do one more aggie put jaggy jet pilot 
catch the show tomorrow, but just wanted to say uh, to do my part uh, to keep you all going. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. All right. I'm going to open up the, uh, the treasure chest over on D live. So if you guys are hanging out over there, that will uh, show up in about 30 seconds time. And thanks to, uh, it looks like Constantine C C Kyle <clears throat> C <clears throat> Kyle. Thank you. And Thurston for supporting the show over on D live. Uh, let's see over on uh, Streamlabs, serendipity says, did you hear about the armed military civilian that helped children escape from the El Paso mall shooting? No mention of him on CNN as they explore how this was the fault of Trump's white nationalists and the importance and the importance of taking guns. I did see brief mention of him, but I have not looked at the story too much. Apparently there was a, an armed military vet of some kind who helped some children throughout the event, but I don't know much more than that. Cameron says, look into the background of the El Paso uh, shooter. Lots of coincidences with him in the Garlic Fest uh, Gat Master. Remember that when the boogaloo happens, only you can protect yourself from roaming Marxist scum. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up, guys. It's about to get wild. Jeez, Cameron, Cameron is making a run for Kevin Flanagan's money sometimes. Appreciate it, Cameron. Uh, my stupid camera, dude. It's coming in fine for me. Yeah, but you have a different camera feed. Oh. I'm going to try. Can I refresh it? Let's see if that works. Sorry, guys. Uh, let's see. Phil, I wanted to like Dan Crenshaw. I really did, but this is the final straw. He voted for ever increasing the uh, Indian tech worker invasion. And now he's touting gun control. Oh, he, no. It's like he's controlled opposition meant to fool conservatives. I've not seen the gun control stuff. I'll have to check that out. I don't know what he said. Maybe he has two eyes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's been a it's been a hoax this whole time. Yeah. Rainor Rainer Chen says, Glad your stream did not get banned. I chatted with uh my sis working for PP, I presume Planned Parenthood, the other day. She moved to San Francisco with a promotion but forgot to bring thick shoes, so she had to stay in the hospital for a week. Holy cow. That sucks. Yeah, that's true. Sorry to hear that. Lion Patriot says Nyquil pennies for Matt. Thank you. Michael Schlecht says, shout out to Brandon at the, uh, is it Pewaukee, Wisconsin, Costco for calling me out after recognizing my G's shirt. Hit me up on Twitter to connect with the rest of the elite Wisconsin listeners. Matt and Blonde, love you guys. Keep her moving. Yeah, apparently he um, he was wearing the shirt at Costco and some other some other dude was like, yeah, I know no that show. I like, way. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That is so cool. Zora says, Blonde, your makeup looks particularly fabulous tonight. All 10 of the show's 10 female listeners, including myself, would watch a tutorial. Too bad Susan would still demonetize it. True. Yeah. Redicus says, I was expecting an old lady or that old lady to invoke Article 14 and claim to be a free inhabitant. I wonder if that was uh, an... Onager? Oh, and is, is that a word I don't know? Onager? Onager? Or true catapult? Elastic energy or spring beam. That would be the difference between the two devices. But either way, it needs more oomph. Well, there you go. It was Tim, I believe, who sent that to us. Uh, he's still working on the R&D. Roy says 300 million guns with over 1 trillion rounds of ammo in the U.S. If guns were the problem, everyone would know. Quitus Jones says El Paso and New Zealand, DACA, open borders, Antifa violence, deplatforming culture, Obama-era executive and judicial overreach, cult Marx-approved anti-white culture, anti-2A activism, and the religion of peace definitely share the blame for radicalizing these morons. Phil says, I'm hardly a tree hugger, but the constant destruction of farmland and forests to build subdivisions and strip malls is becoming infuriating. The clogged roads and masses of people everywhere is tiresome. We have sold our future for a mess of pottage. 
Just a couple more. Regal Fraggle says, I'd like to comment that your and my obsession with guns, uh, to quote Jay Fry, if you go into a fight for your life and you don't fight dirty, your, your will to live is, is too low. I see. Yeah, probably a fair point. I like that. Re- Regal Fraggle also says, what a world we live uh, where your freedom of speech is suitable for a porn site. God save us all indeed. <laughs> and Redicus says, I saw every time there is a shooting, or I say this every time there's a shooting, but it always comes down to the serenity question. Can you cure evil? The role of government is a referee and society itself must create an atmosphere that morals, uh, where morals are important. I agree a hundred percent. You cannot get the government to cultivate that sort of, of, uh, of social fabric. It, it's just not going to happen. So we'll have to figure out a way to do it. Uh, maybe, maybe you think the democratic party has the answers. I don't know. Maybe you were convinced on the debate stage on uh, what was it? Tuesday and Wednesday night. So we'll go through, there were a couple of themes that emerged and uh, overall the theme, especially on night one was moderates versus radicals. I was, I was pleasantly surprised to see team moderate get a little more push than I ever would have expected. And it prompted this recurring response from some of the more radical Democrats. Oh, your, your points or your criticisms or your questions. They're just Republican talking points to the point where, how are you going to pay for this insanity yeah. is a Republican talking point. Open borders, a Republican talking point. Well, as I said, this was, this was mostly on night one. It did spill into night two. We'll get to that. But the, uh, the big pushers on this moderation front were Montana Governor Steve Bullock, who you don't remember, but is, is in the race. And this was his first, You're right. <laughs> this is his first debate appearance. You had Congressman John Delaney, who is arguably even more forgettable. And then a little bit of uh, John Hickenlooper, the former governor out of Colorado as well. And, um, and they're leading the charge. They're calling out Bernie and Elizabeth over their free stuff promises. Delaney did this straight away uh, and Bullock to a lesser extent in their opening statements. That's what that sounded like. I come from a state where a lot of people voted for Donald Trump. Let's not kid ourselves. He will be hard to beat. Yet watching that last debate, folks seem more concerned about scoring points or outdoing each other with wish list economics. That farmer getting hit right now by Trump's trade wars, that teacher working a second job just to afford her insulin. They can't wait for a revolution. Their problems are on the here and now. Okay, and then here's John Delaney. Folks, we have got no charisma. We can go down the road that Senator Sanders and Senator Warren want to take us. With, his, with bad policies like Medicare for all, free everything, and impossible promises that'll turn off independent voters and get Trump reelected. Okay, so that creates a lot of questions because this challenge to the radicals came initially in the form of challenge on their Medicare for all or their government-sponsored healthcare program uh, on, on that front. So one, are you gonna ban private insurance? That is to say, when the government is the only health insurance provider, is private insurance, as we understand it today, banned? Can you even have that? And then two, how are you going to pay for this? Are you going to raise taxes on, uh, on middle-class taxpayers? And when pinned on these, on these questions by these moderate candidates and moderator Jake Tapper, both Bernie and Warren started this Republican talking points theme. Whenever they're, they're pinned down, say, we shouldn't be using Republican talking points. They don't have an explanation. They just go to that Ironically enough, talking point. On the topic of whether or not the middle class should pay higher taxes in exchange for guaranteed health care and the elimination of insurance premiums, how do you respond? At the end of the day, I'm not going to support any plan that rips away quality health care from individuals. 
This is an example of wish list economics. It used to be just Republicans wanted to repeal and replace. Now many Democrats do as well. We don't have to go around and be the party of subtraction and telling half the country who has private health insurance that their health insurance is illegal. If you want stability in the health care system, the answer is to get rid of the profiteering of <laughs> the drug sense. companies and the insurance companies move to Medicare for all. But why do we got to be the party of taking something away no, from people? No one is the party. We are the Democrats. We are not about trying to take away health care from any one. That's what the Republicans are trying to do. And we should stop using Republican talking points in order to talk with each other. What I am talking about and others up here are talking about is no deductibles and no co-payments. And Jake, your question is a Republican talking point. The American people want to pay reasonable prices for prescription drugs, not the highest this moment with John Hickenlooper got kind of animated. This was pretty hilarious. Thank you, Senator. In the world, Governor Hickenlooper, I want to bring you back to respond. I think if we're going to force Americans to make these radical changes, they're not going to go along. You, you throw your hands up, but you, oh, you haven't implemented. <laughs> oh, I can do it. But you haven't implemented the plans. Us governors and mayors are the ones that we have to pick up all the pieces well, when suddenly the government's supposed to take over all these responsibilities. Okay, you saw the same sort of dynamic happen with. Mm -hmm. Kamala Harris here, uh, Senator Michael Bennett of Colorado, another guy, I think smartly trying to take this mass appeal moderate uh, lane because nobody appears to be doing this in the Democratic Party. He's, he makes the same sorts of criticism against Kamala Harris. She too reverts to the Republican talking point defense. If we can't admit tonight what's in the plan, which is banning employer-based insurance, we're not going to be able to admit that when Donald Trump is accusing Democrats of doing that as well. It bans employer-based insurance and taxes the middle class to the tune of $30 trillion. He, it, it, we cannot keep with the Republican talking points on this. You've got to stop. The reality is that what, under my Medicare for All plan, yes, employers are not going to be able to dictate the kind of health care that their employees get. Instead, I should be able to dictate the right. kind of health care that everybody gets. That's the kind of that's the funny thing is like employers dictating your health care. Well, yeah, there are in a lot of places of employment, there's a health uh, insurance benefit package. Maybe it's satisfactory to you. Maybe it's not. But the point is, you can one negotiate for better benefits if you want. You can or get a two, different job. Yeah, leave the job yeah. and get one that is more to your uh, whatever you require. When the government controls everything, the idea that we're going to hand over total control to Kamala Harris so that we have choice in the matter, uh, I'm skeptical it's going to work out that way. But at least our bosses won't be dictating our insurance to us. Kamala Harris will, and she dictates correctly. We know Not this. Way. Yeah, this I thought was a fascinating exchange. This Republican talking point uh, theme happened again with Julian Castro, who was asked, I, I got to say, the CNN moderators actually did an okay job. Even Don Lemon, weirdly enough, although he did call Trump racist and many other things. But the point is, they asked questions that were somewhat challenging. Jake Tapper did. Don, Don Lemon here asks this guy, listen, uh, your policy was called open borders by one of Obama's uh, cabinet members. Why is he wrong? And even he defers back to this Republican talking point business. Mm -hmm. You think it should no longer be a crime to cross the U.S. border illegally. 
President Obama's Homeland Security Secretary, Jay Johnson, whom you served with, says that is a public dec declaration that the border is, quote, effectively open to all. How is he wrong? Open borders is a right-wing talking point. And frankly, I'm disappointed uh, that some folks, including some folks on this stage, have taken the bait. The only way that we're going to guarantee that we don't have family separations in this country again is to repeal Section 1325 of the Immigration and Nationality Act. My immigration plan would also make sure that we put undocumented immigrants who haven't committed a serious crime on a pathway to citizenship. Oh, my God. How is that? <laughs> How is that any different from Bubble Borders? Oh my God. It's, no, you I don't understand. Their PR teams actually and their campaign teams actually get together before the debates and they're like, how can we collectively deflect some of these legitimate questions about um, financing yeah. our absurd endeavors? And I think that because we, we see this pop up um, pretty much across the board in, in several Democratic debates, and I remember this happening in 2016. Um, the Republican talking points, I'm sure they all got together and they were like, this is what we're going to say. Yeah, so I wonder, is this coordinated and intentional or was it just parroting? It's weird that it transferred to night two, that it's it carried on. It's coordinated, I'm sure. I'm Before sure. I forget on Julian Castro, it's it's not open borders, that's a Republican talking point, that's a right-wing talking point. It's just that anyone can come over yeah. whenever they want. That's not open borders, okay? <laughs> He's just saying that anyone can come over whenever they want, non-criminally, and be given a pathway to citizenship. Totally different. To be clear, what he says, what he's saying when he says repeal Section 1325, he's saying repeal the federal law that makes improper entry into this country a crime. But it's not open borders because maybe you'll get a fine. Maybe you'll get a fine and say, all right. Pay up and you can uh, pay, pay a little bit into our Medicare for all fund and then you can stay. But it's not open borders. Somehow, that's, that's the thing that's really frustrating with this. It's very intellectually slimy. Yeah. Republican talking point, even if it was true, that doesn't mean wrong. Explain to me why it's wrong or explain to me why you're right. Explain to me why total government control of the healthcare system is correct. Explain to me how you're going to finance it. Explain to me why anybody being able to cross the border provided that they're not a criminal, I guess, whenever they want with no vetting whatsoever or uh, at least be punished with a fine is a good policy to have. You can't just say that boogeyman over there opposes it. That's not good enough. That's not compelling. That's not convincing. That's for the not American enough. public, though, and for the rabid left, I think that that is sufficient. I mean, they are making voting decisions entirely based on moral and emotional grounds. Like, like they give a shit. Like, your average left just gives, gives a shit about how we're going to pay for these things. It's like, don't you care about people that just want a better life? We have all these unlimited resources. They don't care how yeah. they're going to pay for these things. So I think that this is probably a smart move by the left. Well, I the polling data presented by MSNBC, this gets interesting because the polling data would beg to differ. Good. They actually ran a piece on MSNBC after the first night of debate and said, well, how do these uh, ideas poll specifically in the Democratic base, Democratic voters versus voters overall, general election voters? Look at how stark the differences in these poll responses are. Yeah, interesting, that dynamic you're talking about, sort of the moderate candidates going after Warren, going after Sanders, and even sounding that alarm potentially about electability. We've got some new data that's out recently that measures some of these issues that came up, where Democratic voters are, the folks who are going to vote in the primary versus where general election voters are. This question of Medicare for all without 
private insurance. Democratic voters, more than two to one support this. 64% support, 31% oppose. Ask the same question to all Americans. General election voters, very different story. 41% say it's a good idea. A majority, 54% say it's a bad idea. Decriminalizing border crossings. Democrats are split on this question. 45 support, 47 oppose. How about all voters, general election voters, overwhelming opposition on that, 27-66. National health insurance, should there be a program that makes it available to undocumented immigrants? Again, among Democrats, basically two-to-one support for that proposition, 60-32. to Among general election voters, complete opposite. Reparations payments amongst Democrats, 46 support, 40% say bad idea. Among all voters, again, 27-62. So you see those sort of moderate candidates. This is what they're trying to express on that stage. So I think both as a matter of political appeal and as a matter just of, uh, of I don't know, uh, who won the debate, I suppose, the moderates, I think, came away with this one. I think they actually had a better showing. I think their their positions are not just the right positions, but they're politically smarter. And that's yeah. why they're going to be booted off the stage exactly. by the next time. Yeah. They're gone. They're gone. You won't see their faces again. Steve Bullock, he's gone. Hickenlooper, gone. Delaney, gone. They're not coming back on the debate stage, guaranteed. Yeah, they can't stomach um, having a candidate that's a moderate, even if it means they're going to lose. It's so baffling to me. Yeah. Like, you would rather lose spectacularly so you guys can riot uh, rather than compromise a little bit on your position. I, I suppose that's the uh, ideological heart of the Democratic Party now. And one of the other people who might not make it to the next time around is Tulsi Gabbard, who was the star of the second night. Uh, that was the big moment of the second debate. Tulsi Gabbard just smacking Kamala Harris over her prosecutorial record when asked about uh, whether Kamala Harris was unfair to Joe Biden last time around. Congresswoman Gabbard, you took issue with Senator Harris confronting Vice President Biden at the last debate. You called it a, quote, false accusation that Joe Biden is a racist. What's your response? I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. She put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. There is no excuse for that. And the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor, you owe them an apology. As the elected attorney general. This is her response in which she basically says nothing on stage. I did the work of significantly reforming the criminal justice system of a state of 40 million people, actually doing the work to use the power that I had to reform a system that is badly in need of reform. And then she goes on stage with Anderson Cooper afterward and gives basically a mean girl's response yeah, yeah. To, to the entire event. Do you expect that uh, from Tulsi Gabbard? Well, I mean, listen, I, this is going to sound immodest, but I'm obviously a top-tier candidate, and so I oh, did expect that I would really? be on the stage and take hits tonight because there are a lot of people that are trying to make the stage for the next debate, and especially when people are at 0 or 1% or whatever she might be at. It's because I'm prettier than her, and she's just... <laughs> jealous 
fact check false on that too. I know, right? Yeah, go Tulsi. <laughs> yeah, um, she was looking real foxy in that white suit, I guess. I, I mentioned this in my video, but the thing that drives me nuts about that is like, I can, I can take that and use it to dismiss everything you said about Joe Biden. Yeah, Oh, exactly. well, Joe's a top tier candidate. You're just desperate. Come on. If, Tul if you get to do this to Joe, Tulsi gets to do it to you. And there's a certain poetic justice in Kamala Harris being taken out in more or less the same sort of way. But the thing is, I think the criticism here is much more valid than the criticism of Joe Biden as a racist. The other piece of it is the, the busing attack on Joe was kind of out of left field. I don't think anybody would have really prepared for that. It's sort of an oddball attack right, right. on an issue that actually people don't want busing. Nobody wants busing. So it's weird and I don't to think say people care. It seemed like a really arbitrary decision. Yeah. In this case, Tulsi, as far as I've seen her, her claims are mostly true with some caveats, you know, as you'd expect in any sort of political claim, they're mostly true, but also for Kamala Harris, like this is weakness point one. You should be ready to defend Prepared, that, whether it's yeah. Tulsi Gabbard, whether it's Joe Biden coming back at you, who's doing her debate prep where she seemed surprised by a critique of her prosecutorial record. Everyone knew that was coming. It was just, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? And then Tulsi Gabbard comes out like Arya Stark out of the woods. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> but, you know, stabs her, right in the, stabs her right in the face with it and she's surprised. Yeah, yeah. and her answer was Massive just, failing. Just, she was just so flustered. I reformed what was reformable <laughs> because I, you, you said it best in your video, like, what is she talking about? It's that just, was a nothing answer. Take a buzzword and talk about, it's, it's nonsense. It she's not saying watch. anything. Almost as painful as Grandpa Joe. God. Yeah, he had his moment because Joe Biden mostly just coasted. Yeah. He mostly just kind of coasted Which was by, a smart decision because he's yeah. still in the lead. That's all he has to do. Mm -hmm. Just don't say anything completely ridiculous. Just say, remember the good old Barack Obama days? Yeah, I was there for those. Don't yeah. you want him back? And just coast. <laughs> and that's kind of the strategy he's going with. It's probably the smart political strategy. But of course, he had to have his grandpa moment, which he... He almost got out of the debate, but he saved the grandpa moment for last when he told people to go to a texting number to support him. Oh, that's what it was. If you agree yeah. with me, go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. Okay. Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe, uh, well, you're so old. As far as his possible mistakes could go, it doesn't look like it's hugely consequential because the state of the race now is this. Uh, according to, uh, well, according to the, the real clear politics aggregate, which of course isn't totally caught up to the debate just yet, but Biden had widened his lead back up to a 15 point average prior to the debate. So he's in really good shape. It doesn't look like the debate made much change. We have two polls from Harvard, Harris and Politico in the first Harvard Harris poll. Biden is sitting at 34% Bernie at 17 Harris at nine Warren's way down in this one at eight. Uh, Pete Buttaplug at 4% and then there's some others. What a terrible lineup that is. Yeah. I mean, and, all and, of those people are unelected, unelectable. Biden's way too old. Bernie, we're not going to vote for an ancient socialist. Kamala Harris slept her way to the top. Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, and Pete Buttachug, we're never going to vote in a weak-chinned butt pirate. It's never going to happen. <laughs> and This is their lineup. Speech. This is terrible. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Uh, a political political poll offers similar results. Biden 32%, Bernie 18, yeah. Warren 15. To your point on disappointment in the field, the Harvard-Harris poll also asked respondents about their satisfaction with the field. A clear majority, 62% said they are underwhelming. Only 38% <laughs> said impressive. So we have Biden with a clear hold, yeah. but two questions remain. One, given that people are unenthused with the field, it's wide open for a dark horse. People speculate about Michelle Obama. Is Hillary Clinton going to jump back in? If someone wants to, it's clear that they can. So don't count it out. Um, and then if not, what's going to happen with consolidation? Of course, Joe Biden has a commanding lead now, but let's say Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders drop out. Presumably that support consolidates. They I don't think a lot of those voters are going Joe to jump. He's an old white man. He's not connected to reality. It's just the worst thing they could possibly. It has to be a dark horse candidate if they want to succeed. I think, I the, honestly, the only people I can think of that could even compete are Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, I would look forward to that campaign. I think they could actually uh, put forth some ideas that most Americans could agree upon with the president. I think it, and I don't think they would do it in the shrieking, you're racist kind of way. I think they I, do it in an effective way. I'm also skeptical of these polls because I know they factor in campaign contributions into um, into how electable they are. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't believe that Tulsi Gabbard is not doing better than they say she's doing. There's no way well, she's pulling at 1% right the now. The Russian propaganda machine is behind her, so she's sure to succeed shortly. You'll see. We'll see about uh, that. Yeah, to your point on, um, I guess the point on Joe Biden is the longer more candidates stay in, the better position Joe Biden is in. But yeah. if they start dropping off, especially if these progressives start dropping off, that's when you're going to see a real war. It seems like it's going to come down to Biden v. either Warren or Bernie. And you're going to have yeah. the two factions of the party really at war with each other. I think so, Kamala Harris still might end up clawing her way i think she's done i think i think really? this was a really bad moment it for was her. bad it was a bad moment but, but then everybody's gonna forget about it and then no they're never gonna let tulsi gabbard succeed within the democrat party so i think she's so damaged uh kamala in the progressive identity you know uh intersectional uh wing because of her aggressive prosecutorial career that yeah. i just don't know how much appeal she's gonna have in that particular circle the protection of intersectionality is huge it cannot be understated hmm. Well, we'll have to see. Uh, I, I forget when the next debate dates are. It's like mid-September. I didn't jot it down. But we got about five or six weeks until we do this again. Oh, so good. enjoy your August break. Uh, but speaking of the diversity obsession at the Democratic Party, it basically took out all of the leadership of the DCCC, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. This is the wing of the party that elects Democrats to the House. So on Monday morning, or, or no, this was Monday night, the chairwoman, communications director, political director, deputy executive director, a top communications aide, and the diversity director, which, yes, is a thing. Why? All resigned Monday night due to outcry over the lack of diversity in committee leadership from black and Latino lawmakers. Because who cares if the party leadership is doing a good job? We only want the right colors because we're anti-racist. This is the state yeah. of the party right now. And they had a flogging party. And took turns flogging each other. Did they? I didn't see any commentary. Did they do that? I, I don't know. Probably. I could believe it. Meanwhile, the question is, what's Trump going to do amid all of this? Um, because after the controversy of his, his Ilhan Omar and squad fight and his tweets about Elijah, uh, Elijah Cummings, he, Trump, if his, if his 
rally in Cincinnati on Thursday night is any indicator. He pe- he appears content to tone it down a little bit and just let the Democratic insanity speak for itself. This was his first campaign stop since the Ilhan Omar send her back chance from mid-July. And he, uh, he spent the night ripping on mostly on Democratic stronghold cities without picking out particular politicians because he, as he sarcastically said, he doesn't want to be controversial. It's been total one-party control of the inner cities. For a hundred years, it's been one-party control. And look at them. We can name one after another, but I won't do that. Because I don't want to be controversial. Just kidding. Yes, I will. I'll name them all. Look at Los Angeles (laughs) with the tents and the horrible, horrible, disgusting conditions. Look at San Francisco. Look at some of your other cities. The homicide rate in Baltimore is significantly higher than El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala. I believe it's higher than... Give me a give me a place that you think is pretty bad. Give me a place. <laughs> the guy says Afghanistan. I believe it's higher than Afghanistan. It is. That's true. in our country. Huh. Think of that. It was so uneventful from the controversy standpoint. CNN so thirsty for Trump's racism and Trump's controversy that they actually ran the Chiron. You can see it with Anderson Cooper and uh, Jim Acosta, quote, no chance of send her back so far (laughs) at Trump rally because things not happening is news news, at CNN. What a world. Uh, Anyway, we got to keep it moving because we're running out of time already. You want to talk about this MAGA hat guy? We could probably just carry through and get catch up with Super Chat to close the show. Does that make sure. sense? Sure, cool. Well, this MAGA hat guy, as I mentioned, um, you know, if the politics were reversed, this would be significant news, but they aren't, so it's not a story at all. But you can see him on screen there. Another case of alleged politically motivated violence. Uh, this New York City gallery owner says he was left bloodied and bruised by a group of teens, and he says they attacked him for wearing a MAGA hat. His name is Jahan, Jahangir, Jahangir Turan. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But he says he was beaten by a crowd of 15 to 18 people. That's oh, quite a lot, God. if true. He says he was walking through the crowd when the punches began. He says... Um, or, uh, the NYPD, rather, says that the investigation is ongoing. There, there are no arrests that have been made uh, to this point. I and I, I will, of course, say you know, greet as I mentioned at the top of the show, greet uh, stories like this, politically motivated violence stories, with the with the appropriate degree of skepticism, as we always do when the politics are reversed. But whatever happened, he has broken bones under his eyeball. He went to the hospital. Jeez. That's the diagnosis. You can see it on screen there. It's not pretty. What is this guy Indian? Jahan I don't know his, his something like that. Yeah, but I don't know his nationality. And what about the 15 to 18 youths, inner city youths? It was uh, Asian grooming gangs, I think, <laughs> that got him. Unfortunately, they're at it again. Yep. A group uh, of 15 so, to 18 Chinese people. They came right from Chinatown to beat this Indian guy's ass for wearing a mega hat. I, it's just so frustrating to see things that generally follow the Jussie Smollett claim of fact, whether or not this is true as he's claiming I can't say. But the point is, he's got more evidence in his injury than Jesse Smollett did. Where yeah. is the wall-to-wall media coverage of this sort of thing? A minority I didn't even hear about this. was attacked by a group, by a gang of teenagers, by a gang of, of bigots, allegedly, because of his political beliefs. It's the exact same thing. Nobody cares because the politics are the wrong yeah. narrative. 
And uh, and speaking of the wrong narrative, I can't even believe this is controversial. This um this Mario Lopez thing, Mario he Lopez pushed out so bad I, though. I am disappointed in that. Yeah. Uh, Mario Lopez, of course, what Saved by the Bell fame, and he does like celebrity gossip shows, and he just got a new job on what was it, Access Hollywood on NBC. Oh. Yeah. So he, he so he was on Candace Owens show back in June. And the two were discussing whether it's it's appropriate for children to be transitioning their gender at like age three. When we're talking about children, we're talking about toddlers in this context and what role parental caution should play. And what Lopez says here is 100% totally obvious, entirely non-controversial. I can't believe anybody even finds this to be any any sort of controversy whatsoever. Look, I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids, obviously. And I think if you come from Maybe a place... Maybe you should, though, because you yeah. seem to be doing something <laughs> right. Well, thanks. You know, and I always say, if you come from a place of love, you, you know, you, you really can't go wrong. But at the same time, my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way, or you're, 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 you think you're a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be, I, 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 I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make that determination then, okay, well, then you're going to be a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be. My gosh, I just think about the repercussions later on. You don't know anything about sexuality yet. You're, you're just a kid. That's the most least, that's the least controversial thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) They come at him and say he confused gender and sexuality. Uh, Being trans isn't a sexual orientation. They say, okay, but the point of little kids is they don't know anything about anything, whether or not he confused if he's not woke on gender theory and he confused sexuality and gender, I don't care because kids don't know shit about either of those things. It doesn't even matter. Hollywood, uh, who has a rampant pedophilia problem that nobody seems to give a shit about is going to totally rail Mario Lopez over these uncontroversial comments. So the reason this came back after six weeks of being on YouTube with little mention in terms of controversy or outrage, even now you go look at the interview on Candace's channel and it's still like, it's not like the thing got ratioed or something. It's still wildly appreciated. Yeah. It's, it's like a few hundred uh, professional outrage activists on Twitter who got mad about this thing. But the reason it has resurfaced is, as I mentioned, Lopez was hired on July 17th to co-host access Hollywood. And so the mob has gone after him for these comments, tweeting and writing articles about his transphobia. Even uh, and his new boss, NBC, published a- an op-ed that reads, the, the title is, Mario Lopez's comments about transgender kids aren't just dumb, they're dangerous. Ugh. Parents of trans kids should rely on the American Academy of Pediatrics for advice rather than a man who recites celebrity gossip off of a teleprompter. And then, as you mentioned, Mario Lopez did exactly what he shouldn't do. He offered the apology. And he says, quote, The comments I made were ignorant and insensitive, and I now have a deeper understanding of how hurtful they were. I, ha- I have been and always will be an ardent supporter of the LGBTQ community, and I'm going to use this opportunity to better educate myself. Moving forward, I will be more informed and thoughtful. Ah, what a little bitch. What was he even doing on Candace's show then? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you would think just the appearance itself would be controversial, regardless of what he even said. Why aren't they going after him for just that reason? You talked to known Nazi Candace Owens. Oh, my God. I, I don't know how many times I have to say this, but if you're not going to tell everybody to get bent after saying something that is a plain truth, 
then just say nothing and it'll blow over because everybody has a short attention span because we've been ruined by social media and our cell phones. For a moment, it looked like these these outrage activists were going to have their success. There was a report, uh, as reported here by Radar Online, uh, an NBC insider or a source speaking with Radar Online said, quote, the execs at NBC held an emergency meeting yesterday, this being during the week, to discuss Mario's future with the show because they do not see how they can just let this fly. The source says, uh, someone at NBC says, quote, Mario's comments are not an accurate representation of what the network stands for at all. The network prides itself on equality and does not accept anti-LGBTQ hate speech at all. Where's the hate speech? He didn't even say you can't be trans or anything like that. He's saying like, listen, uh, I I just think we should be cautious about letting three-year-olds make serious adult decisions, you know, because they're not adults. Uh, This report uh, was contradicted by a report that's in Yahoo and elsewhere. Apparently, Mario Lopez is not going to lose his Access Hollywood job, according to another source. This looks like the final word, and it sounds like they're going to begin production. Uh, Because NBC is satisfied with his apology, we live in clown world where being cautious about protecting children is seen as controversial, but preying upon them and messing with their physiology in pursuit of a political ideology is not that is the right. prevailing virtue and the prevailing wisdom yeah a bunch of people that like would stand up and clap for roman polanski that sodomize a 13 year old girl after giving her a bunch of quaaludes this is who we should listen to i mean one person that stands up and is like uh maybe we shouldn't be doing gender reassignment to three-year-olds and they're like get him to, to twist what he said too i mean what he said i think is I agree with 100 but he wasn't even that stern about it he's saying maybe we should slow down a little bit if you wanted to be hardcore with your transphobia, you'd be saying things like, that's not real, it's a mental illness. And if your kid is saying that sort of stuff, get him to a doctor. And and I don't know, get him to uh, get him to Pat Robertson's reformation. Get him to Mike Pence's electroshock therapy. Yeah, I don't have a problem with any of these. Camp or something like that. If you want to be controversial, that's what you say. I don't understand how any of that was anti-LGBTQ. He's not saying you can't be trans, you can't be gay. He's saying slow your roll with forcing right. kids into a box. This is and why we all need a divorce from Hollywood. I don't put anything good out anyway. Like, does yeah. anybody care about watching access Hollywood enough that this matters or about these like stupid superhero movies that are geared towards Chinese audiences? Hollywood stopped making good stuff like decades and decades ago. Why are we doing this still? Why are we trying to appease them? We should stop them from being able to use this arm of influence to propagandize another generation of people. This is absurd. And I wish they would have fired him anyway, because I'm sick of people um, keeping their jobs after making these mealy mouth apologies. It just reinforces this mentality that like, if you flog yourself hard enough that, that they'll forgive you eventually. No, fire him anyway, give him the full Roseanne treatment to teach everybody to stop apologizing. Oh, I, I, I mean, I can't say what sort of job offer he had or whatever. He has his own reasons, I'm sure. But generally speaking, if I was in a job and I said that exact same thing and they had to have like an executive meeting about my future with the the company, I'd be inclined to say get bent. Like if you have to pull in the big wigs to talk about whether it's okay for me to say, listen, I think we should be cautious in our protection of children. Yeah, I'm... if I'm a controversial figure at this place of employment for that reason, I don't really want to be employed here. here. I know. And if this happens in people's personal lives and in their jobs, I'm telling you right now that you will feel way better about your decision, irrespective of the financial consequences, if you stick to your guns. In 10 years, you'll look back and be like, I have more integrity. I feel like a better person because I didn't cave and apologize, even though it was the easier thing to do at the time. 
Just do the blonde method, you know, quit spectacularly and hitch your wagon to someone who will set up a successful podcast show stream. It's very easy. It everyone, is. If you're a chick, if you're a dude, you're pretty much screwed and you should probably just put your head down. <laughs> um, that's true. I did quit spectacularly. I texted my boss like the day before they found out my channel. I was like, yo, I quit. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I put in my two weeks and I was a good boy. You were. You were. Yeah. Always the good boy. Well, uh, last note before we're finished up on topics tonight, our friend Soph, uh, this is not surprising, but it was, it was a question of when. I guess maybe the surprise is that it was so quickly. I did not have a chance to watch her latest video that is the presumed reason why this happened. Did right. you I, need to go, I presume it's on BitChute. Um, it is. But no, they've been targeting her for removal for a long time. She's especially dangerous because she's adorable, a genius, and she's only 14. So... It started what with with um, YouTube did it first. Is that the sequence of events here? YouTube did it first, and then they you know didn't give her. They said that she violated community guidelines. First, they deleted her last video, and then her whole channel, and then like oh, it was like two I, step. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I think so. I mean, I saw I saw her tweet about how one of her videos had gotten taken down before. I believe before they took down the whole channel. Mm. Um. And then her Patreon account, several days later, just a few days later, uh, suddenly taken down. But there is no coordination between these giant tech organizations. Run no. By, um, Which, frankly, Patreon is uh, is much stricter on its censorship than is YouTube. Yeah. So it's weird to see someone censored by YouTube first. Like, for example, Sargon being the famous uh, Patreon, the famous, the most famous Patreon banning case, like the case that snowballed all the rest of this resistance against patreon the stream in question where he says white n-words that i believe is still up on youtube to this day unpunished if i'm yeah. correct meanwhile it's the reason that he got he got banned off of patreon uh tangentially like he never even posted it it's just that he said it on youtube so they banned him for the behavior i can't if anything shocking here it's that she survived on patreon as long as she did yeah they didn't ban me after I told them to eat shit, though. <laughs> which I'm disappointed in. Yeah, it's like uh, you, you know, you you want the satisfaction of being banned, and they won't. They Patreon. just won't do they it. They just won't do it. Yeah. But out of pure selfishness, I won't get rid of the platform. So I don't know what to say here. Um, so they haven't publicly commented on the removal of her account, but I'm sure it's some terms of service garbage, this cross-platform IRL whatever stupid rule they have about Lauren Southern. Um, so they just haven't said why they just uh are like uh yeah maybe YouTube that's, pretty uh, much did the same thing this is hate speech maybe that's patreon's new strategy given how badly they bungled this last time around by trying to be sort of public and explaining the like, sargon banning now yeah. they're just like just ban them and move on they're adopting the strategy you were talking about with mario lopez yeah when the mob you know the i'm not even saying the mob going after patreon is unjustified here i i support people opposing censorship but maybe patreon strategy is let them all rage at us on twitter for a few days or a week and then they'll die down but like a lot of things i don't think it'll matter like i mean uh, the youtube loss is big she had almost a million subs She's probably not going to sustain that level of audience interaction on BitChute, or maybe she will. Maybe she does have the pull to pull that many people over. I'm yeah, sure she's she going to be does. taken care of financially. People are going to support her because they want to support her. Ooh, and this is so stupid because she is like the voice of Gen Z. It's like, how can we kill the younger members of our platform so that we can appease boomers and keep keep this platform alive? Why? Why would they do that? It's so dumb. 
Hmm. Uh, this is just a catastrophic decision. Catastrophic. But I mean, other people have been the canary in the coal mine. Um, and this is just going to continue to happen. BitChute is yeah. going to be a huge platform. And then she's going to have a way bigger channel than all of us because she transitioned first. Yeah. And when I talk about the silence from YouTube too, it's public silence, but it's also the private silence with Soph. Like it's another indictment on YouTube and how they treat their creators. That is to say, if you build almost, what is it, a gold level channel? What kind of plaque do you get at a million? Is it, is it platinum? Or, or, you get silver play at 250 or 100 or what? I don't know because I, I still don't, don't have mine. They never Point sent is, me my 100,000 It's a huge plays, milestone that YouTube says they value. Yeah. A million subscribers. Yet they will delete you on a moment's notice without telling you why. They won't even send you a message that says, hey, we're sorry it's come to this, but here's why. It goes to show they don't give a shit, one, about people who are creating that sort of audience on their platform. But again, whenever this happens, remember, it's Susan Wiki Wiki and the people at YouTube deciding what is appropriate for you to view, not yeah. just what is appropriate for the speakers to say. They're deciding what is appropriate for you to consume as a viewer. It's a middle finger to you as a viewer, just like it's a middle finger to self. Yep, exactly. It needs to be Have you ever logged way. out of YouTube and just seen what they recommend to the general yeah, public? It's always SNL and Seth yeah, Meyers. It's so absurd. Like yeah. I like I, I did that today and it was like I made a hundred gallons of jello or something like like that. Yeah. I was like, are you people serious? It's like just like idiocracy. I will say I am happy that the first one is Soph because she's younger than us. She has more energy and she has the Gen Z pull, which we probably don't. Um, her audience is way bigger than most of ours. Um, and this is going to infuriate people. And I think that she is smart enough and resilient enough that she's going to be able to bounce back for this. And so when I see these huge creators getting taken down, like, of course, I'm it's the injustice of it that's infuriating. But I'm also like, yeah, this is how we survive. Because if this happens to all of us, which it will, um, then we're going to be able to make it all together. Mm. I think so. I, I, I said it to her when she was on the show. She's going to be just fine. She's got the talent to do. She could do whatever the hell she wants. It doesn't yeah. have to be YouTube. It doesn't even have to be media. I still have my fingers crossed for the Alex Jones Soph podcast on a permanent basis. Oh my God. But we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure Fearless, she'll be just that fine. girl. Yeah. Fearless. Okay. Uh, well, uh, that'll, that'll do it. I think on topics, that's all I got. Yeah. Let's um, catch up on a super, super chat. chat. Sure. So I have really bad allergies and it's making my nose and eyes itch. And I noticed in the comments of my E. Michael Jones interview, people were saying that I was doing cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> just so itchy. Do you have terrible allergies right now? We've got that before, especially because I tend to be like a, a, you know, people don't like that I touch my chin or I touch my face or whatever during the show. And sometimes I get itchy too. So I'll scratch my nose. I'm so itchy. But yeah, I've, I've had that theory about me too. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Nope. We're, we're not we're not doing that uh slamming brandon says he's got an awesome beard good for you dude did you see nick DiPaolo's joke active shooter at walmart there would that would be the first person at walmart to be considered active it's wow. kind of in bad taste but it's also kind of uh, fair enough fair enough uh travis hammer look at how gleeful the democrats and media are when a white person commits a horrible crime maybe that's part of the problem for real i i will admit to I don't need the frustrating thing about a lot of these cases as, as news was coming out last night, I sort of caught myself doing it. I'm scrolling through news pieces and I'm like, okay, okay. What weapon did he use? What do we know about his politics? And I realized like I'm reading this 
to combat narratives that I expect to happen. And I'm so used, I'm so conditioned to these stories being used to, to push a particular narrative on me that I'm now reading them with like a, with a political purpose of my own in mind. And it really bothered me. And I'm not saying like, I'm an agent. I I have my own agency. That's my fault too. And I, I tried to make myself aware of that and realize like, this is real suffering that I need to slow down and just evaluate the facts objectively. Yeah, But you see, it, it just puts you in a defensive position because you see, even from what happened in the live chat, how quickly this translates into it's your fault. Yes. My fault. And so immediately when I see this shit happens, I'm like, I just got to gear up for a defensive position because I know somebody somewhere is going to blame me for this, which you did. And I, I, so I gotta, I just, I gotta remain aware of that because I realized I'm reading the news here with a bad purpose that I don't, that shouldn't be. I, I should just be reading it objectively to find out information regardless of whatever that information is. Yep. Um, oh, people are saying maybe I'm allergic to Caesar. I probably would know by now. Huh? Uh, Laurel says what? Who knows? Could be anything. Oh, and he is alive. You guys (laughs) earlier today. Let me know in the live chat if this is bad, but er, earlier today I was taking a shower and Caesar walks. He's never done this before. He walks into the shower and stands under the water, like shivering. I've never seen him do anything like that. And so now I'm kind of worried. Like, is he going senile? Is he going to die? Is he? Let me know in the live (sighs) chat. Your fingers are crossed. You're not worrying. I don't know. I kind of love him. He's a good boy. (laughs) Uh, Laurel says, as you know, I'm a school shooting survivor. I actually don't think I knew that. I have talked to Laurel about this before. Yeah. I knew the shooter, not crazy child of Chinese immigrants, good student, bright future, lots of friends. I still don't know why he did it. Crisis of masculinity makes some sense. I think, uh, and I think Laurel has a video about that particular instance up on her channel. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if people want to hear about her experience with that, I think you can find it there. Huh? Um, Alberto Rios says someone needs to do a video of the mass shooting so far in 2019. The media seems to be playing the white nationalist angle as the most uh, of mass shootings, but like the 2018 school shooting stats, it seems to be inflated. Yeah. I mean, I'm they're sure they're this going routine to now too, where they're saying there's been more shootings than days in 2019. Uh, that's absurd. How come I haven't heard a report of a, of a mass shooting? They said more mass shootings than days. Yeah. That can't possibly be true. Yeah. Um, Sven Servet, I have no future family will not have a significant impact on the world. I'd never do something so insane. Some of what he said is strange, but Peterson is right about needing a meaning in life. And that's, that's worth pointing out too. There are tons of listless people in this world, especially in this culture. And the vast majority of them never do anything like this ever. They just try to find meaning in their lives in other ways. Of course. Yeah. And it's not justification. Again, I'll say it a million times. In no way is anyone searching for justification for what, what again, is terrorism, politically motivated violence. Yeah. It's seeking understanding so that we know how to reduce the likelihood of this happening again. That's, that's what we're aiming for. Yeah. Um, Andrew Weiland, evening guys from the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Cool. Oh, cool. Uh, Beaner8127. The most frustrating part of shootings is that people will play into the desires that the shooter clearly desires. Also, the gun seems a little fast and a little furious to me. Um, C2K, first time donation, six year old thrown five stories off a ledge at UK Art Gallery by 17 year old male who remained at the scene, detained by public. No mainstream mainstream media details ethnicity of the perp somali did this in new york city kid critical not known if loss of life yet jeez wow yeah i've heard nothing about i've heard nothing about it either and once again i'm sure it was a chinese man um the asians they're at it again i know 
Scott Allen, the Ohio shooter supported Warren AOC and Antifa as Hobbs wrote in regards to prison reform. When you put people outside of society and take away their voice, they will not obey society's rules. That is so true. Yeah. Makes sense. Alberto Rios. We also need a more concrete definition of mass shooting. This can become like school shooting. Matt did a video about this where, where didn't you like years ago? Well, last year they were running with that. When Parkland happened, they were running with the narrative of like 19 mass shooting, no, 19 school shootings in 20, 2018, and it's only February. And you oh. dig into them and it's like, yeah, there was an accidental discharge at a police academy where, yes, they're training with firearms. That's mm-hmm. entirely sensible. Things like that. A lot of them were suicide. Yeah. One of them was a suicide at like an abandoned school. Yeah, that's right. Like a guy went yeah. there to commit suicide at a, at a facility that's not even used. And they count that as a school shooting, that sort of stuff. Um, this can be become a school shooting where anything at the school is called a, sh- a school shooting as in premeditated murder at school, like, like you just said. Yeah. Uh, Jason Barsamian. Hey, guys. So the, date, the Dayton shooter was apparently a commie, according to social media. They're trying to scrub that from the internet. I can email you guys a link. Also, if you want, also cats are better than dogs. Get out of here. Oh, sorry. I got I to gotta push back Ooh. on that one, unfortunately. But- Curtis Miller. Enjoy your cat. <laughs> Apparently, Anthony Brian Logan was swatted last night. So keep yourself safe. Wow. Well, that's that's exactly. And I'm s- sorry to hear that. I'll reach out to him. Anthony Brian Logan was also very helpful to me because CNN did the exact same crap to him. They shut down his stream for a he little got bit. Swatted. That's so bad. He's get to know the police in your area so they know you. I've already done yep. that. Um, because Skag wisely advised me to do it. So that's basically, yeah, people who want to do this stuff, they can SWAT you or they can show up at your house. Mm-hmm. I invite either of those things because if one, Bozeman doesn't have a SWAT team. Yeah. So go ahead and call the cops. But there's a note on my account so they know that you're up to such shenanigans. And if you'd like to come over unannounced, well, good luck. I guess we'll figure out how that goes. Uh, yeah, here yeah. too. I mean, I'm pretty sure in Idaho that you can just like blow someone away that's harassing you on your porch. So go for it. I think Idaho's laws are more relaxed than Montana's in terms of uh, self-defense, but uh, very good. But yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you want to take that risk, all right, well put yourself at risk. Go right ahead. I reiterate Matt. Every time somebody doxes him, he just, he posts his own address and then reminds people that he has a gun in every single room of his house. Take your swing. (laughs) Like they're, they're on trial now. Those, uh, that what the um, uh, doubt the I doubt it father and son they're on oh, really? trial right now so we'll have to check in. I doubt yeah. it. It's our saddest sounder because it did end in a horrific murder. I know. I always feel <laughs> kind of bad because of course, like that they have the I doubt it mag too. Like I've got the I doubt it magazine with the <laughs> the know, artwork of like, the dad on it. Should we be deriving like, humor from this really messed up situation? I do believe it was legitimate self defense, but they are on trial. Was it legitimate self-defense? It just seems like I think so. Some hits that really escalated a situation. Everyone could have walked away, but the one guy was belligerent, said he was going to physically harm them, had a baseball bat, and took a lunge at him. Yeah. As far as the law is concerned, they can stand their ground there, even though I do agree that just, you know, speaking on layman's terms rather than purely philosophically, everyone could have just walked away and it would have been better. Yeah. Um, Cyan Johnson, longtime listener, first time donor, massive fan of you guys trying and failing to spread sanity, but the EU and my traitorous government, Ireland, Ireland, Mm. uh, but I'll get the sanity safe space going on here, man. I'm sorry to hear that too bad. Ireland's a beautiful Dakota Stanton, fake boomers. Don't get video games. I fake boomers. What's that about? Oh, fucking boomers. Oh, I I can't read. Yeah. I know we get a lot of hate 
for our discussion of boomers. You never engage in this. Not uh, really. And we are, I'm a quasi boomer myself. The latest memes are always over my head. I have to have them explained to me. Only technologically. What are you going to screw up the country and then hand our younger generation? Uh, crap I'm not a boomer country? in that regard. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even technologically, it's just internet culture wise. I'm always like one step behind the latest internet culture. Yeah, like Honkler, we were like a week behind that. I remember people live chatting about it. And I'm like, what are you people talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, why is Pepe wearing a wearing clown hair now? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Nate Early. Hi, guys. Sorry if this is something you've already mentioned, but do you think, uh, do you see or think there might be any connection between the rise in suicides? amongst young men and the recent rash of mass shootings absolutely yeah. i bet i bet at their it's core the there's issues. a similar sort of problem yeah mm -hmm. it's purposelessness yep. man yeah totally yeah iconography says hi matt and blonde uh first time donate donators it's that time when i can't read <laughs> a long time listener from ireland me and my wife love your podcast you guys make a great show have listened every week keep up the good work thank you i really well, well, love thanks. it when couples it watch yeah that's very cool yeah because i'm like one less woman on the planet hates me <laughs> Well, we don't know that. Let's not presume. <laughs> That's true. People do message me and they're but like, I watch like the show to... my wife hates your guts. We're willing, the women who might be willing to tolerate you because they love their husbands, maybe. Hey, that's yeah. good enough for me. I'll take it. Yeah. You'll, um, you'll whittle away at them. You'll wear I them will. down over I'll time. I'll get you. And then pretty soon they're, they're going to be repealed in 19. Your plain friend says, please say hi to my best friend, Rachel in Florida, who I get to see this week for the first time in months. That's very awesome. sweet. Hi, Rachel. Uh, big LC, Matt and I once made love. I told him I sucked with girls. He replies, well, I have a great solution for you. And the rest was history bags. <laughs> Thank you. Alana Mars. <laughs> Tiny Somali boy. <laughs> on our, I think that's my new favorite one. On our vacay, Nancy one. Pelosi called me an affirmative action diversity hire. This is the best compliment I've ever gotten. I love diversity and work for affirmative action on climate change. So love. Um, Philip hmm. Franklin says, what society does to its children, so will its children do to society. Uh, that's yeah. Cicero still getting it right 2,000 years later. Just wait yeah. until the trans-exposed kids are adults. I know. Yeah, you think it's bad now with these purposeless men? Just wait until we chop their dicks off and pump them full of estrogen. <laughs> it's going to get... True. Yeah. It's going to get really bad. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully I'm gone by then. Lactatia murdered the whole family. And then we'll yep. donate to his defense fund, as I've mentioned many times before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seagram's Jin, if you have had an abusive dad or mom, you can learn to be a good husband, dad, wife, mother from God. Focus on God in that path, and you'll find a meaningful life and most likely an agreeable lifelong mate. That is true. Stefan Molyneux, as I've mentioned many times, was raised by an abusive single mom, and he is in a good marriage and he, the non-aggression principle. He did peaceful parenting. Um, we can all relearn bad habits we've been taught, irrespective of how bad the situations of our childhood have been. Rumbledore says, I still don't understand why people think the world is a safe place. It's never been safe. Anyone thinking otherwise is delusional. Everyone should be aware at all times, constant vigilance. That is true. Yeah, I agree. Greg Huey, government can't take it if they don't know you have it. Build your own. Always enjoy you too. I can't advocate anything illegal, but everybody should do that. All I can say is I support the right to self-defense. That's all I can say. Um, Jack DDSN, big igloos is come and prepare yourself. Does that mean something? That might be one of those new age hot off the press memes that I don't understand. Yeah, like when they accidentally make you say Zig Heil. <laughs> That's C. Kyle. Oh, yeah. It Chris Kyle. Kevin or, or Flanagan. Or something like that, yeah. Okay, fine. Kevin Flanagan says, 
The issue of dads not being around is a symptom. Certain people don't like cohesive outside communities. Maybe look at who is heading things like family law, feminism, or anywhere decay is coming from this country. We don't know what you mean by that. Because Reason said the reason for mass shootings is because the government is so broken, the lawmakers are blaming law enforcers. That is chaos. When order is lost, the only action that makes sense is violence. That is concise and true. When order is lost, I'll say it one more time. When order is lost, the only action that makes sense is violence. And I think that that is what we're seeing. And that's why mm. we'll continue to see mass shootings in this country. A lot of, uh, a lot of uh, philosophical references mm -hmm. tonight. I like that. Philosophically sound audience. I do. And and then Kevin playing it. Um, Buddha 23 fed. Tomorrow's my birthday. Did you see the claims of 250 mass shootings include a kid that shot people with an airsoft gun and countered a sprained ankle from running as injured in a mass shooting? Oh my oh God. My Happy God. birthday, Buddha. Uh, Sally yes, of 73. Birthday. Thanks to both of you for all you do. My son turned 16 and for the rest of, uh, and for the life of me, I cannot imagine raising him to be self-loathing of his maleness. Seems Good. to be where a lot of this is going these days. Good, yeah. Good job with your son and uh, happy birthday to him. Oh, when it, when it comes. Um, <laughs> Elephant Man says, blonde's outside now matches her inside. Freudian slip. I actually did buy this shirt because it has black hearts on it. That is why. Ah, I, I wondered if that was metaphorical. Uh, no, no. This was a deliberate thing. No. Uh, Chris Buckley says, I actually would go pheasant hunt before school and yes, shotguns in the car trucks in the parking lot of school in California. Yeah, sure. I mean, this yeah. used to be how it was. Davis in California, the, though. Wow, that's a throwback. He probably grew up in, I don't you know, know rural 60s, Northern California 70s. or, you know, desert California, whatever. Um, I got to reload. Do, 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 do. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Now I got to find where I was. It's a whole thing. There we go. Okay. No more keyword cat. All right. David says another factor in the El Paso shooting are loss of rights and political power. The left can import enough voters to outvote the opposition. Um, don't uphold our rights. Uh, so some turn to violence. Yes. Uh, evil black cat. The man without a purpose is a man who drifts at the mercy of random feelings or unidentified urges and is capable of any evil because he's totally out of control of his own life. It's Ayn Rand in 1964. Yes. Wow. Th these are a lot Pathetic. of really on point references that I should be more familiar with, but they seem to explain a lot. Yep. Mm. Tune in, drop out YouTube. Google is far more concerned about Trump winning in 2020 than any content creators. They will shut down all political content if their analytics point towards any advantage for Trump on their platform. Hmm. Um, Brooke Neal, blonde, you're looking gorgeous. Thank you, Matt. You're looking. Anyway, are we ever going to Thank get you. to a point where we understand what an assault rifle actually is? Keep up the great show. We're trying. No, that term just gets thrown around all the time yeah. now. They used to just, I mean, assault weapon is, uh, is sort of an ambiguous term, although it did have a legal definition at one time and still does in some states. Yeah. Assault rifle though, strictly speaking, refers to a select fire weapon, a fully automatic weapon which we're never talking about, but they still say that. They'll say assault rifle when they're talking about his semi-auto AK or assault rifle when they're talking about what is presumed to be an AR or something like that. Semi-auto rifle in the case of Dayton. Those are called assault rifles, even though strictly speaking, definitionally they're not just for, I guess, I have to believe that's rhetorically intended now. It's not just a simple mistake. What are you, what are you laughing at? Oh, um, so I look at the live chat to see like what people are saying. And it's a lot of chicks that are like, I love you, blonde. Like, I love you too, Michelle and Amanda. Weird. Wow. And Chrissy. Lots Genuine of chicks. female yeah. appreciation. This is hey, good news. I know. Maybe I'm they're Russian surprised. bots though. You never know. Or they're men. <laughs> Sneaky men. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see. Iyama Fago, blonde check for an email from the generational gap after the show. We just had Lauren Chen on and we would love to have you on next. Okay, cool. I'm down. 
Alex Rowland. Rowland, I've been loving the videos since the Skag days. Just wanted to throw a few coins oh, into the digital hat and tell you to keep up the high quality original content. Yes, as Appreciate I mentioned, it. your last video was just fantastic. One of your best, one of well, your thanks. finest videos. Um, Brendan S. Callahan. Thanks for the show, guys. Helps me get through Sundays easier, PS Victoria, and I hope you get better soon, Matt. He is always sick, right? And, and yeah, and I should have said up front, like my voice remains still slightly scratchy, yeah. which this, whatever I have right now is really annoying because it's kept me at like five to 10% sick for a week straight, but I'm not, I don't feel crappy. I'm not waking up and struggling to get out of bed. It's like, you feel like you're getting over the sickness for a week straight and it won't go away. Yeah. It's really irritating. And of course I rely because on the this. mono weakened you forever. <laughs> I rely on this sweet radio voice for my livelihood. So radio voice. when I, it, it is frustrating though, when I feel like my voice is not at full force cause I, I want as good a presentation as possible. And when my camera's flickering, although that went away, I'll probably have to invest I in a new camera I didn't see people complaining too. about it in the live chat. So I wonder if maybe it was just on the software. Maybe it wasn't really going to the stream. I don't know, but hopefully it wasn't uh, a burden or annoying. Boomer question. Sorry. Uh, says mm. the news controls control the media. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Laurel says my clients keep trying to cross the border as many times it takes until they succeed. Sometimes several times in the same day without huh. criminal penalties. The boarding means nothing. The border means nothing. She's an actual expert. You guys actually, yeah, she's an actual immigration lawyer with a, as I mentioned, a YouTube channel explaining all this stuff. If yes. you want the specifics that Laurel. we can't provide you check it out on YouTube. Link to mattchristiansonmedia.com slash community. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. Um, Stan with a good beard says, find me one undecided vo voter who watched the debates and thought anything but these people are out of touch. They continue to play the clapping seals in the pool and not the actual audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Doug Bask says, oh my God, it's Tulsi with a steel chair. I don't, I don't get the reference. But it's in quotes. That one's beyond me, unfortunately, me over my head. I hope it's not a movie thing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that probably says, is because that explains why I don't know what it is. I know, right? Uh, SB says, James also put out an interesting video entitled America Needs Bigger Government to Serve the People. Curious if either of you has seen it and what you think. I haven't, uh, but I love James Allsup's content. He, it's top tier. Is he strictly on BitChute now? Didn't he get the YouTube ban or do, or do I? What? I thought he did. Maybe he was banned from something else. This was a while ago, not new. So maybe huh. I'm just mistaken. Or maybe it was just that he got like I hope demonetized not. or whatever. I, I, I don't frequently watch his channel, obviously. So I'm probably just full of shit. Take, don't. Um, Dan don't, uh, take my S says, holy crap. I just thought, what if they are trying to lose in order to give us an excuse for civil war? I get really tinfoil hatty with this sometimes. Mm. Urban Moving System says, blonde be like, I see your video, Matt, exposing Patreon like a maverick journalist. And I raise you one by one interview with E. Michael Jones, well played. <laughs> Everybody should check that out. I, I was so prepared and I kind of feel like it was my, my finest work. So check Good. it out. Glad it went well. Um, Son of the Wolf says, Tulsi for Pornhub 2020. Eh, yeah. <laughs> we were all thinking about it. Stan with the good beard says, well, if the Dems really need an intersectional candidate once Harris goes down with the ship, she is as unlikable as Hillary. They can use that Fruit Loop Cory Booker. He has strong vagine power. He means he can <laughs> kill. He, 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 it was a pun. It was a pun. Um, yeah, she is really unlikable. That's true. Uh, Vosh, 1985, no note. Thank you, sir. Or ma'am, Chris Buckley. First, Anderson Cooper is a douchebag. Second, you two, like so many of the younger people I work with in the ER, give me hope for the future. Incredibly sharp. We oh, well, thanks. Appreciate it. Vosh 1985 um, did leave a note. What happens when all these kids uh, people experimented on grow up and come to the realization that their sexuality 
was stolen from them by their parents. I know. Yeah. Not no, good things is what happens. Ser- seriously, I I kind of kid, but not really. Like you want someone disaster. to go crazy in sort of a way I can understand. I'd be really pissed if my parents did something like that to me. It's, it's going to be it's bad. Abusive, yeah. Um, Titus Muller, are you guys at all familiar with Muller on YouTube? I believe he's British. Mm. He's a British liberal, but he's reasonable and comes under heavy attack from SJWs for advancing objective criticism of movies. It's M-A-U-L-E-R Muller. No, I'm no, not. I don't know the name. Kevin Flanagan. Okay. Calling Lopez's statements dangerous is great. It means they'll have little room to escalate their rhetoric when we start using queers to test the gravity of our building. Oh, uh, he, yeah, that's well, mm. I, I, they do that in some places of the world. They, Where? they do scientific Where? tests in that in that way. I'm told. Okay. Uh, well, I just read that one. It was very memorable too. Kevin Flanagan, uh, Michael Boschenki, Boschenki, Bochensky. Please invite so for an interview. She was just under 3000 short of a million subs. We just had her on. Yeah, it was uh, what? Maybe two months ago, two months ago six yeah. weeks ago. If she wants Something to come like back, she can definitely come back. Uh, she can come the back contact on the, she actually, time. I should DM her. She followed me on Twitter. I don't want to brag. Really? She followed me on Twitter. Figured it's you'd so be crazy. Proud of me. When I was interviewing her, I was like <laughs> fangirling. Yeah, really, I know. Uh, you know? Yeah, um, I know. I was like, all right, calm down. We're talking to a 14 year old kid. No, right? she's so cool. I just love her. She's so smart. <laughs> and, and she really is, you know, she's the future. She's the future. We're going to mm. get old and die. And then there will be soap. Okay. Although she's not that much. younger. Would you her. vote for her for political office? Ugh. Let's see how she rounds out, but I'd consider it. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Beatty says, Blonde is allergic to Caesar's taxidermy stuffing. He's still alive, guys. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, Saucy Bun said, Hey, guys, my girlfriend and I are longtime listeners. Um, I'm shipping out to Navy Boot Camp tomorrow, and I just want to say thanks for the quality content you put out. Much love, guys. Thank awesome. you so much. And thanks, and thanks for your service. Thanks for your service, and good luck. Um, David Verche, watching on my lunch break. You truly are my sanity safe space in the chaotic storm of customer service. Blonde, good luck with the 19th. Matt, take better care of yourself. Peace. Take better care. Okay. I've... It's because you're so sickly. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I have this joking. one weird, like, lingering thing right now. Uh, yeah. Double AIDS. I do this. You show. got it from Pete. Week in, week out. No, I know. I know he's. Uh, He's being fun. And I know you're being just, fun. Just grind your gears. I know. I know. I like to see you with your quarterly anger face. It's so funny. <laughs> but I guess I got yeah. it on Wednesday, so I don't need yeah. to bother you for three more months. Um, the other commentator, find it, finally made it live today. What are your opinions on Native American reservations? Thanks. Love the show. Um, I think it's been really bad for the Native American community. Uh, I think that otherwise they would have been uh, much more successful. It's rough around here. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not keenly aware on a lot of the history, but I can tell you from driving around Montana, man, I was, I was just in some, um, uh, Indian reservation areas a few weeks ago, actually, when we were out at the little bighorn battlefield and yeah, I mean, it's some of the roughest looking spots you'll find in the state. Yeah. I would imagine that, um, you know, that high degree of government, uh, government dependency, is to blame in a lot of those situations. And I, I have a lot of sympathy for people in that situation. It's not a situation yeah, they themselves too. chose or, or wanted, but it is a situation that we've created and it's right. It's another situation when you remove um, like the quest for opportunity uh, that people kind of flounder. And then they have such a high genetic predisposition towards alcoholism too. 
and that's yeah. just been so destructive to their communities. Um, I know I've said a lot of stuff about Native Americans, but I actually like have a lot of compassion for their communities. Yeah, I, well, you also don't hear a lot of um, Native American stuff is not as commonly in the social justice sphere. Of course, you had like Standing Rock, and you have some other stuff like that, but. And I'm not saying that like, you know, the, the history of, of slavery and all that stuff in this country, I'm not trying to compare, I'm not saying which is worse, but I'm saying certainly there are uh, somewhat similar levels for grievance or similar conditions for grievance. One you hear much, much more loudly than another for whatever reason, but that's the case. That's the status quo. Um, blippity blue. Just wanted to tell you how much I value what you do. Please keep up and I will keep listening. Thank you so much. Well, thanks. Kevin Flanagan. I don't dislike you more than I dislike any other Ching Chang bronze. I am not Asian. <laughs> I put my 23 and me up online. I don't know how this started. It's the 0.1%. But I think it's 0.1% Native American. Not Asian. Ah, Well, you're not pure enough for Kevin. Not pure enough. You're booted from the Reich. 99.9% Northern and Western European. Is that not Sorry. enough for you, Kevin? Uh, Liana Strafford just got back from three days with family. Have your shekels. We will watch in the morning. Thank you. Well, thanks. Um, the Mad Chemist. Steel Chair is a WWE reference. Ah. ah. Oh, yeah. Like beating, hitting someone with a chair. Sure. Sorry, Fracking I haven't watched wrestling, wrestling for a long time. Between Matt and I, we have one brain. I, I mean, I watched it as a kid and I'm not trying to take a shot uh, at some at a form of entertainment that is assuredly legitimate and not at all staged and not at all fake. I'm just kidding. Anyway, appreciate it. Thank you. I'm trying to get myself out of not knowing the chair reference, which is an obvious melee weapon. That's just foolishness on my part. I'm a chick, so yeah. my excuse for everything. Um, I played the video games. They were fun. <laughs> Battle Royale stuff. Uh, Aaron Fortier says the founding fathers literally risked everything, including their families to fight tyranny, knowing their government would lab- label them criminals. Do you think yeah. you have such conviction to principles? Um, is, are you talking to the general public or to us specifically? I would assume us, but maybe to the, maybe to the rest of this audience and the community. We should just answer this, like it's us. So I would say yes, because I have sacrificed a lot for this channel. Um, and I know, I'm, I know it sounds paranoid, but I am definitely being monitored by the federal government. Mm. Ooh, you're one of those types. Don't you think we are? didn't you see what's happening uh, lately? I guess I'd, stuff. I guess I'd be surprised. Uh, the question, like, would I be willing to, to be labeled a criminal? I mean, certainly we've put some reputational concerns on the line to do this sort of thing. Would I be That's willing to have legal, legal consequences? Well, I'm certainly, if I've, as I've said all along, if I can't live uh, according to the Bill of Rights, if I can't exercise my right to say what I believe to be true and to defend myself from illegitimate aggression... That's not a country I want to live in. And I don't say that selfishly. Again, I say that that's true for my neighbors. I want them to be able to say what they believe to be true and to defend themselves in their community. If it's not a, a, there's not, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to draw that red line. At what point are you not in a country where you, where you can do that anymore? Are we there already? Some people would make the point. I will always say, I don't endorse any kind of, of aggression illegitimate aggression, even if it's on behalf of the right values, you have to do these things defensively, but it's not, listen, we're not too far off from the abject violation of what are your rights, according, not just to the 
to the constitution of this country, but your rights uh, according to the natural order of the world, your God-given rights by virtue of, you know, man in a state of nature. And we're one constitutional interpretation and hate speech law away from being actual criminals. And the left wants that. That is what they want. And I would continue doing this uh, even if that happened. Yeah. If you're telling me that I can't do those things, I'd be willing to put my my uh, status as a criminal or non-criminal on the line because I don't want to live in a society where I can't do those things. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is from Kevin. Ke- <laughs> He's yes, back. Yes, blonde. The people, or yes, Matt, the people who never developed the wheel aren't doing well because of big government. Um, there are a lot of things that are valuable in Native American communities. I'm listen, I, I'm not saying that like absent that, that they would be, that it'd be like, uh, I don't know, Pocahontas Wakanda or something like that. Like it, I'm just saying that this, that what we're, what we're doing now, how is that not the most racist thing? We're past, we're past two hours. Anything goes. I'm just saying Pocahontas that, but I'm just saying that the status quo is not is not allowing those people to realize their full potential. I guarantee that's true. I guarantee that's true. I don't oh, know what came through, so we don't have to end on that. Why? Why am I trying to? I'm, I'm, I'm giving Kevin. I'm letting Kevin. I'm treating Kevin too seriously right now. That's what I'm doing. Uh, Kevin is is deadly me. serious. He got me. Boomer question twenty. Boomer Boomer question says Kevin Flanagan twenty twenty. <laughs> Carrie Giant Squidlip says, in the same article, I've seen 250th mass shooting right next to shocking second mass shooting in 24. Data manipulation mm. plus sensationalism equals 2019. Journalism, great show. Thanks. Have yeah. a great one. You too, dude. Well, um, or check. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Rumpley Depew says, Native American candidate Liz Warren just appointed Native American drummer Nathan Phillips as her media <laughs> coordinator. He will call press conferences to order by beating his drum in Jim Acosta's face. Ah, I'd love to see that. That'll be the day. Real quick over on Streamlabs, Walsey says, Obama smartly pretended to be a moderate who could reach across the aisle in 2008. All these Democrats are too stupid to do that. I think so. Phil says the Northeast is Democrat run and it doesn't look like Baltimore or Detroit. Make of that what you will. Japan was nuked twice in the 40s and it still looks better now than than these diversities in the U.S. <clears throat> Phil and uh, Phil and Kevin and Cameron running neck and neck right now. Michu says native El Paso here. America needs to heal. Well, all the best to the, to your community. I hope uh, all the best for everybody there, given the circumstances and, um, and all the best for your immediate family and your friends, of course. And thank you for tuning in. Matt Grendel uh, with a big show of support. Much appreciated. Thanks for your comments, Matt, about your reaction to the mass shootings. I find myself in the same boat. It's hard for me to avoid the creeping hope or the creep of hope that something like this doesn't happen and uh, doesn't lend ammo to the anti two a and white males are the problem crowd. Uh, I appreciate that. And I, I agree. And thank you for your support. I am not going to be niggardly. Your friend from Hong Kong last one tonight says condolences to all those who have suffered loss this week due to radicalization in North America. Hopefully the people doing this radicalizing will have some self-awareness and stop pointing fingers at everyone on YouTube. Well, it is all our fault. They're, they're justified in their, in their diagnosis. Yeah. Thank you uh, from Hong Kong. Very much appreciated. Before we get out of here, I just want to give a shout out to our uh, top supporters over on DLive tonight. You are 5UVM3, Sente, and Constantine. Thank you guys for supporting the show over there. That's all I got. Oh, we got two else. more that came through. All right. Well, go. Daniel go Jerome Bombach says, Dan Crenshaw supporting for Red 
lag laws on Twitter is extremely disappointing. Very tired of the emotions. First policy flogging is on the majority because of a disturbed minority. That is very disappointing. I had high hopes for him, but that is um, an exclude. I mean, it excludes him from. I'll have to take serious conversation about this. I got to see exactly what he said. Darlene Kate says, curious minds want to know who gives out the phrase of the day. In your opinion, we've discussed this at length without any progress. Love the shows. Who gives out the phrase of the day? Uh, I don't know. Do, do we need a phrase on the day on the show of the day on the show? I mean, do we already have one? Not that I'm aware of. Is that we've a discussed chat this thing at length what? without any progress? Love the shows, Darlene. I I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm missing the reference. I mean, if you're talking about who narrates the show, it's got to be Kevin Flanagan. <laughs> he is our Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Kevin Flanagan is the Morgan Freeman of the show. I'm going to read his next super chat in a Morgan Freeman Freeman voice. On that note, I think we should close. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Thanks thanks for hanging out with us, guys, on what is just a bummer of a weekend. So thanks for helping us try to make some sense of this. Uh, And if you're on DLive, thanks as well for hanging out live with us. If you're listening later uh, on YouTube or on DLive or on any of the audio platforms, Thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is more material, including the call-in show, even when it gets banned off of YouTube and some other stuff you might not find on YouTube, uh, or at least on our channels. On the audio platforms, you can check those out. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. They're all linked conveniently in the description for you. Anything else, you can find it on the website. Contact us, support the show, find additional content from listeners, sweet deals from listener-owned businesses. That's mattchristiansmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Try